Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Why do you look so <laughs> concerned? You have a furrowed brow. Turn that furrowed brow upside down. She was an American girl. <laughs> raised on promises. Woo. Fire. Real talk. Yo. So Yo. I don't know how we're going to cover all that I have to say in this episode. Plus have... The genius guest that we have, the one and only Sarah Chalk, we have so much to cover. Season three begins. Right now. Woo! Yeah, season three. Welcome, everybody. Welcome we to season it. three. We made it to season three. <laughs> this is going so fast. We're going to be done with this show too soon. I know. iHeart needs to re-up. Well, no. iHeart's I clearly going to re-up. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know where my fucking gift basket is, but I think it's pretty clear they're going to re-up. But, um... But, um, but I mean, you know, someone wrote me on my social media that, like, if you guys keep going at this rate, you'll be done in this many weeks. And I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of fast. Well, that's a great we need thing to think about, about what we're going to do when we're out of Scrubs episodes. I think we could keep going with, with watching movies or, 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 or like, pick Hell episodes yeah. of favorite TV shows or something. I like that idea. That sounds great. That's I mean, the- what's going to happen, obviously, is eventually the world will reopen and we'll be going back to, 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 to doing what we do for a living acting and directing and maybe we'll slow down and do one a week instead of two a week i'm just speculating listen man anything's possible that's the beauty of that's the beauty of this podcast it's called fake doctors real friends it's not necessarily called the scrubs rewatch show yeah that's that just was the, smart that was that, smart we could have <laughs> called it the scrubs rewatch show and then it just would have been that right no but it's that's not what this is this is a this is a tale of two 
fake doctors yes, who are, who are actual real friends. Real friends, yes. Yeah, so, right. you know, we could take this on to something else. Maybe we watch other doctor shows. I preferably do not want to do that. I do no, not. You know, no, no. Yeah, I, I would say big. since we talk so much about movies, and I, I do think that the listeners like the the discussion of pop culture and episodes of TV, we could literally go, okay, this week we're doing Back to the Future. This week we're doing an episode of What's Happening. Like wow. we could just, I think we could just like pick whether it's a TV episode or a movie and like that's the topic of discussion that week. I would love to, I I would love to do the Back to the Future one now. Could we do that? No. We already did we already did La La Land. Although I think when we switch to this mode we'll we'll have to do a more in-depth La La Land. Uh, oh, I I I can go way deeper with my La La Land. You know, we I turned a lot of people deeper. on to La La Land. I had a lot of people on my feeds being like, "You know, I never actually watched it and I did. Thank you so much. I'm oh, crying man. my eyes out." Really? Yeah. I would think that people would just be pissed off at the end of La La Land. I don't necessarily think people would be... I didn't think people would be crying and stuff. I cried my eyes out at the end of La La Land. You didn't? It was sad. You cried at the end of La La Land? I'm a big sucker for love that cannot be. If you strategically and do a good job in your script of setting up two people, I'm dying to be together... And then you throw at me that they can't be together. I mean, even if, like we always, we've not always, we've used the example of Whoopi being separated from her sister in, in Color Purple. Oh my it's like, gosh. Or, or, or Field of Dreams, the father having the catch, but he's got to go back to the, to the field. Like you give me, you give me two people that love each other and they can't be together. I'm fucking done. Mm. Uh, I hear that. Out of Africa. Come on, buddy. Mm. Bridges of Madison County. Yeah, come on, yeah. buddy. When she reaches for that handle and her hand is shaking, come on, buddy. <laughs> Spoilers. When she's about <laughs> to commit infidelity and she's about to cheat on her husband, so but come on, buddy. Are you watching um, uh, Raised by Wolves? Us. No, is that the Mowgli story of Tarzan? No, or something? no. no it- <laughs> No, it's um, Jungle Book it's, and Tarzan in one reference. Right. No, well, it's yeah, yeah. um, it's uh, Ridley Scott, dude, and it's sci-fi. So I know you'll love it, and it's really good. Joelle, you must be watching this. I freaking love it. I was gonna there. You go. It, but I don't want to. Uh, it's cool. I think you'll really like it, Donald, because it's like sci-fi. It's all the stuff Ridley Scott's been exploring with the Alien franchise for the past couple of years. And what I'm really interested, it's like the story of a mother and son mostly. Ridley Scott's son takes over the series after episode three. So Ridley Scott directs the first three episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. The next ones. Yeah. Jake, is it Jake? I think so. Um, you look it up. He's got a few yeah. sons. I'm actually I'm actually represented by the Ridley Scott's company as a commercial director. And um, oh, a little bit of trivia for you. When we cut the, my short film that I made with Alicia Silverstone and Florence Pugh, the one that you all should go watch if you haven't watched it, called. In the time it takes to get there, um, that was in the, the the whole edit suite where they cut this show. So they like loaned us one of their bays, oh, cool. and for like a few days, and we cut our short in there. And I I didn't know what it was. It was like, oh yeah, we're we're gearing up to cut this epic series called uh, Raised by Wolves. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and now I'm and now I'm watching it, and it's so good. I was like, oh shit, I was cutting on their avids. So there you go, Donald. You'll oh, love it. It's okay, sci-fi. Right, There's spaceships. There's androids. Oh. That's the one where like the android is like got a bunch of kids and it's yes uh, yes yep. yes it's yeah, really it's good Luke Scott Luke Scott oh yeah well Jake Scott's also a really amazing director but Donald you'll love it um, should we talk about Peloton did you spin today I did not spin today I'm gonna spin I a did little you bit can later. probably tell by how sweaty I am hmm. are you, you guys- gonna try this woman Leanne Hainsby she's my favorite right now I'm telling you try Cody. 
That's the I did one. try Cody. I did try Cody. Did you laugh your ass off? Uh, he's funny, but he's a little, he has, I love how they all have catchphrases. Does Cody, Cody has some catchphrases, right? He says some shit that's like, they're all trying to find their, what you talking about, Willis? Well, what was Cody's, what was Cody's I forgot, he, did, he said one phrase over and again, but Leanne's is done and dusted, because she's British, and I, I didn't know done that was a, dusted. done and dusted, like, she goes, okay, okay, sit back down, that section's over, done and dusted. And I didn't. I was like, "Did Love she that. make this shit up?" And then I asked Florence, I was "Like, is that like a British expression?" She's like, "Yeah, done and dusted." I never heard "done and dusted" before. Done and dusted. Do you know what my favorite British saying is? Bits what? and bobs. <laughs> what is that? Penis and balls? No, bits and bobs. Like bits and bobs. Just like bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. Oh, it doesn't refer to um, penis and balls. Why would it refer to penis and balls? I don't know. Penis is Willie. So, Sorry, group. I forgot. Well, for fuck's sake, just stop talking about Willies. Sorry, Deb. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so I want to incorporate, I might even try it in this podcast, uh, the expression, done and dusted. Okay. Dude, I'm getting rock, skinny, Deb. though, dude. I just want you to know I'm pushing myself. I'm You're looking weight. good. I'm not going to lie. You're looking good, man. I'm cutting weight. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna not, re- not ready to reveal my, my abs yet because it's only been a week, but I'm, but I'm going hardcore. I'm <laughs> Can't going wait hardcore. for the ab reveal. Can't oh, wait, there'll wait. be an ab reveal. Wait, speaking you of abs, cover of men's health, like everybody else. And that's my goal. Hey, speaking of cover of men's health, did you see Ryan Reynolds on Twitter? Yes. What? Donald, yeah, you didn't see that? No, Bro. man. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, he's been blowing us up all morning. He wants to come on the show. He's like, Donald, go check Twitter right now. No, you got not Twitter now. on your phone? Not now. Do you have Twitter not on your now. phone? Yeah, he missed he missed his opportunity, man. It's too late. oh really? <laughs> we're not gonna deny it's too him. Late. The funny thing is, what are we gonna? We don't have an episode. We just gonna do a. We're gonna, he's gonna be like our it's first a very like special episode. Yeah, he's gonna be our first just like shooting this shit with a Ryan tonight on a very special episode of oh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. You know, it'd be funny to Ryan get him to just Reynolds. watch an episode. It'd be funny to just get him to watch an episode he has nothing to do with, and be like, "All right, Ryan, you're gonna weigh in on three o two. Right. <laughs> what do you think about this oneer? <laughs> so wait hold up he liked he somebody obviously reached out to him and was like why did you just the fake doctor no no i was very guys. tactful when i when i posted i made your tweet I made was a joke. hilarious i made a joke saying today on the podcast ryan reynolds asterisk and then put on the asterisk is a great actor we talk about and um people really replied to that i'm sure people were, i know people were tagging him left and right and uh and then today he responded like, I want to be on this show. Like, and then everyone started weighing in. And he was like, and I was like, we love you, Ryan. Bring gin. And he's like, I'll, I'll bring, what did he write? He wrote like, I'll bring empty bottles and all the gin that's already in my body or something yes. like that. <laughs> but like, he's already, he's like, he's, uh, he's coming. He wants to come on the show. Okay, that's great. Why do you have that face on? Why do you have that face on? It's like you, you're no, like you pouting. Are, 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 you better, are, you, are you pouting? Who? You. Me? Yeah, you don't seem excited that Ryan wants to come on the show all of a sudden. No, I smoked that sativa today, so like, oh, I'm not dude. as... I'm not come as... Come on. Uh, you can't get high and come to work. I'm not high. I just said I smoked that today. I, I just said I smoked that shit today. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are so opposite. I'm like... Do I, I like, love it. I like, I like did the Peloton and, and chugged a Red Bull, and Donald's like, like fucking sitting pulling bong hits in his living room. Come on, buddy. This is work. I can't do these people. I can't do bong hits in the living room. I got the kids in the living room. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. In your no garden shed. In <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got on the a, lawnmower. I got a little escape deck. <laughs> Oh yeah, he has a secret escape. Deck. Um, all right, well, everyone, should we get Donald? into the show? Should Wait, we get into the we show? We have a lot to talk about. We okay. have to bring in Sarah. Is Sarah here? Sarah's here. Bring her in. 
Boom. Let's see. Let's see everybody if she can figure out her tech. Oh Jesus, <laughs> she's on her iPad. That's always a bad sign. Remember when that? Remember she had music playing one time? Yes. Yeah, but she could only hear it, right? We couldn't hear it. Yeah, she always. Let's see everybody. Let's see um, listeners if Sarah Chalk can join a Zoom call without issue. So, so far, far, no. So far, <laughs> so far, no. We've got, working. we've got. Sarah's iPad is connecting to. Oh, oh, Yay! there she is. Oh my god, is she in a studio? That's soundproofing. Yes. Oh, she doesn't. No, I. Oh, she's got fancy soundproofing, probably because of Rick and Morty or something. There she is. Hi. Hi. What? What happened? Did I do it? Is it working? You did. Yeah, it seems. Are to you be recording? Working. Are, Are you, you recording? recording? Oh boy. <laughs> for real these guys you're not even I oh mean. god oh god there's gonna be a oh my god situation already and then and then you guys are gonna know what happened the dogs <laughs> ate my other dog and my no. dad <laughs> this was actually a dogs ate my homework situation i was so prepared and i watched the episode and i couldn't find my sheets and i was like fuck it's one o'clock where i where is everything i wrote down and so i retraced my steps and look where i found it the wind had blown it in between the decks, and it's like, oh uh, my gosh! Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, that's I how much I you can... care about. That's how oh much my you God. care about our episode. You guys, Sarah's holding it. up. Sarah's holding up a paper oh that looks God. like it's been through the washing machine. Oh my God. This is the most. But I, I'm glad the audience is seeing this because this is what every single morning of, 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 of we ever saw Sarah was like. She'd be like, you guys, you're not going to believe this. The notes that I made of the show fell in the gutter. They did. Rac- and then just as I was reaching for it, a raccoon picked it up and ran off with it. <laughs> and then I chased how the raccoon down <laughs> that I actually prepared and at time code 3.52, Kelso <laughs> made a great face. Sarah, it looks like you have a uh, a fancy sound booth, but is that a makeshift thing because you do uh, Rick and Morty and other fun voiceover work? So, I can't remember if I told you guys this story, but I um when I first the pandemic hit and I was recording cartoons and I was grabbing every duvet and pillow on the bottom bunk bed and making like a sound cocoon for as, you know, good acoustics as we could get. But at that point, we were just kind of doing pickups and it was fine. And then I they wanted better sound quality. So I took seven moving blankets and duct taped them to my four-year-old's play tent. And I would like crawl in there. And then um, so then I, I did like this deep dive into building my own sound booth. And I learned more about like green glue and clips and bass traps and like th- that I could ever uh, want to know. And so then finally I decided to just order like a proper – vocal booth from Oregon and it was shipped up in a crate nice. and then we had to assemble it so oh, I like the real deal oh wow it's big Sarah I like that you got it from Oregon it's big Sarah <laughs> it's big. you guys Sarah has like a legit professional a audio booth it's about time though Sarah because I feel like you do a lot of awesome VO work and um, I can understand that people were probably like alright come on Sarah well, especially since you guys all know how technologically inclined I am. Yes, um, our, fa- our, our yeah. listeners have all heard uh, in action. <laughs> you don't understand before this one, I'm like, I'm going to have I'm going to have everything ready. And I, I at the last minute, I was like, oh, they prefer earbuds, not, you know, headphones. And I thought I was so organized. And then I went to go grab my papers. and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. well, I'm so glad you're it's here, Sarah. You for, I it's miss so you. good to see you. We miss you. And I'm so glad you're here for this one, because um, 
it's just an incredible Elliot episode. And um, we've been talking so much, and this isn't just to blow smoke, and I know you probably don't listen to the podcast, but- We are talking- not men of lip service. Let's keep it 100 with I know. Her. I spent nine years. I know. I know. I know you're not no, but I service. feel like <laughs> No, but Sarah, even though it's belated, and this is coming from the bottom of my heart, uh, Donald and I are watching these episodes, and almost every episode, we're like, holy shit. I wasn't paying enough attention to how good Sarah is in this show. That is and so nice and so um, not true. I find the beginning episodes very <laughs> difficult for me to watch because I'm so bad. I no! feel like I learned so much I as disagree. the show went along. I feel I disagree. Like- I think you're so funny, Sarah. You're comic you're chops. You're so good in this I think show. I was so in my own bubble and trying to do a good job of my own thing. And, of course, I noticed occasionally when I thought you were being funny or, 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 or your dramatic work was great. But now, just sitting here 20 years later watching it, Donald and I are both like, holy shit, Sarah is Blown funny away. as hell. Blown and, of course, away. and, of course, your dramatic stuff, too. But... But you're just hilarious. Well, for the and dramatic stuff, I've got my Josh Radin uh, iPod, you know, play soundtrack. Yeah. Remember, yeah, I used yeah. to go with my iPods and of have course. my crying playlist. <laughs> I think that's a go-to move for a lot of people, putting on the sad music. Winter. What were you going to say, Donald? And you fine as hell, girl. Holy oh, shit. shit. Oh. There it is. There it is. There it is. That I'll is take real it. talk. I'm yeah, deep in Sarah, my I'll we take just it. watched the episode where you were in your naughty nurse outfit making out with Donald, and that got oh us all God. riled up. Oh, my God. I remember... That day, and it was like, you know when you're on a show and you are somebody's love interest from the beginning and you kind of meet and you're already kissing, but it's so different from when, like, you become such good friends with somebody and you're just buddies, and then all of a sudden it's like, and now you will be on all fours, crawling on top of them, and and you'll be wearing very little clothing. Right. Zach was like, Zach kept asking me, he was like, wait a second, and you didn't get, like, excited? And I was like, dude, at this point we were hanging out so much and we were so tight as friends that it was like, yo... It's like I'm kissing my sister, dude. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. And then, oh my god! But well, when you look at the scene, it looks really good. Like we yeah. had good chemistry. You did Mama. have good chemistry. Yeah. We I was jealous. Kissing. I'm not gonna lie. I can't lie and tell you I wasn't jealous. I even tw- <laughs> twenty years later, I was like, get your fucking hands Donald. off my woman. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, wait, we, we never it- we never counted in Sarah. And since uh, oh, shit. since uh, you're um, you're our favorite Canadian. Ryan Reynolds is going to be coming on the program, so he's going to be our second favorite Canadian. Hmm. But since you're our first favorite Canadian, I thought Wait, wait, wait. Tom Cavanaugh also. Tom Cavanaugh also came on the show. Okay, well, Tom Tom will be second, Ryan will be third. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I can't believe... Are you? Oh, and then we're going to have Michael J. Fox, I hope. So so he can be top. He might just play Sarah. No, no, no. It'd be Sarah, (laughs) Michael J. Fox... Tom I love Cavanaugh. Sarah, but I think Michael J. Fox might briefly, maybe just for the week, move Sarah down. No, no, it would be no, it okay would be Sarah, I, I... Michael J. Fox, okay. Tom Cavanaugh, yeah. and then Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Okay, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. when Ryan comes on, Donald and Ryan, I've done the exact same that scene I just did with Donald, like on all fours, crawling on top of him. Also, yeah. I've done with Ryan Reynolds. So really. That could be discussed. Oh, you want wait, to do that, or wait, you have done it? You have no, done no, it. No, I have, have. I have. What, what, what movie guys, was that? I don't know if you guys remember when we were. I can't remember Canadian what porn. It was. Sarah, did you do Canadian porn? <laughs> you know, it was. It was. There was. There's a lot of here work here now. It didn't used to be that way. 
Um, okay. So, Ryan, Ryan, I don't know if you guys remember. We had to take what we could get. You know, Ryan and I, Ryan and I were young. We had to take what Canadian work we could get. Canadian porn is not something you hear a lot about, but okay. It's very tame. Very tame. They just just politely, they they politely kiss each other. (laughs) Totally. All right. Before Um, we count in, Sarah, tell us the story where you mounted Ryan Reynolds. So I don't know if you guys remember, I can't remember what season it was on Scrubs, but I remember I was I was like, oh man, I gotta put on brawn underwear and for this movie. And there's pretty much my only couple scenes in the movie, and one or two of them were in like just full brawn underwear, like push Ryan Reynolds on the bed, cl- crawl on top of them, much like the Donald scene. And <clears throat> uh, so I was like trying to do, I think I asked you, Zach, you had that amazing delivery food service that was like super healthy. Mm. And so I tried doing that and I was like trying to be all healthy. And wait, so what yes. happened? So then what was so, the scene? You, wait, mount, wait, you wait. mounted him? Was oh, it awkward? Yeah, uh, was, I, there, was there chemistry like there was between I, you and Donald when you were in your <laughs> naughty outfit? <laughs> Hells yeah. So I was, uh, I was, I, I I think I got there to set and my first scene was that scene with Ryan. So it was kind of like, hi, nice to meet you again, kind of, because we'd known each other through friends when we were younger, but I didn't know him well at all. And yeah, that was literally the first scene as I, Has, and had like, he, like, like a garter and heels and like this. What movie like, is this? How can yeah, the fans what, what, watch what, this, Sarah? What movie is? Let's say I wanted is, to quickly watch it this evening. Uh, <laughs> it is directed by Marco Siega, starring Ryan Reynolds and Emily Mortimer, and the name of it is coming to me. I'll count us in. You guys will go to break. I'll think okay. about it. All right, hold on. And Sarah, you will now count us in. Go it's for happening. it, girl. It's yeah, really go happening. For it. I get this to is do an it. Honor. We only bestow this on certain people. French or English? I mean, we're in Canada. We French. Do French. 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 Cinq, six, sept, huit. <laughs> or do you like, or would you rather, or would you prefer? Cinq, six, seven, stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's a story. Sarah, so what was the movie called? Joelle helped you out. Joelle helped me out. Thank you, Joelle. Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory. All right, everyone. Had he, Sarah, so Mount this Ryan is, Reynolds. This is, this is obviously before he, like, blew up and became, like, the Ryan Reynolds that he is today. Was he already ripped and stuff like that? Or Donald, he, wants to know oh, if, yeah. Donald wants to know if you had a chance to see the abs live in person. Yes. Were they doughy? And was was he were they doughy glistening? at the were time? They, were they glistening? Or was, he, or, or was he like ripped enough to be a character in Magic Mike? I mean, I just he was ripped. I just remember him being ripped. I don't know the degrees of rippage that you guys are referring to, but well, I would you just know, say- Sarah, you were you were on top of them. I'm sure you know that they were. <laughs> I feel bad that you were coming from me being your love interest, to, and then uh, and then going to Ryan Reynolds with his abs, and had to come back to my doughy <laughs> physique. By the way, this episode, I really. I have to say, the first shot of me, I instantly saw that I had a little, little fupa happening. I had a little belly. Oh my god! The first and then, shot and then, is one of my favorite shots in the episode. I mean, when you're dancing, it fucking kills me. Okay, it's so funny. wait. Before we, we do, back, wait, hold on, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Okay, we have okay, so we're going much to too talk far. About. We're going right. too fast. Too far. We're, we're going, going too fast. fast. Let's just do the recap real quick so we can get this out of the way. Yes, okay. the recap. All right, hold on. I don't have my phone. Uh, Dan, I need you to time. No problem. I don't have my phone. And yes, I have been listening to the podcast. I am behind, but I have been listening, and I do know Nobody the asked you, Sarah. I know, I know Nobody asked, Sarah. Nobody cares, I did, I did hear you ask Scarlett Johansson about Ryan Reynolds' abs, so I know that that happened. Yes, okay, that did happen. <laughs> All 
All right, here we go. All right, ready, you ready? Uh, ready? It's 47 seconds now. 47 sir. seconds. And ready? Go. Season three begins with a pow. Dr. Cox punches Dr. Kelso in the nose. Things in the hospital seem to go back to normal. Well, there are a few changes. JD stopped using moose. When the, pro- <laughs> when the progression of change doesn't move fast enough, some people take matters into their own hands and try to help change with its pace. Unfortunately, change is stubborn as fuck and moves at its own speed. It's like it, it, it likes to take its time. Change is so slow that things always seem to be the same. Okay. Change is so slow, things always seem to be the same. 39 seconds. Thank you, Donald, for that beautiful uh, summation of the themes. My first impression was, what the hell did I do during this hiatus? Because I have a belly. My hair is too long. I seem a little fat in my face, like I've been overindulging in alcohol. Um, That was my first impression of myself. Uh, What did you guys think when you first saw your season three selves? When I first saw you, I was like, oh, shit. This is the season Zach came back comfortable. I was like, he came oh, back. Shit. He came back. <laughs> but it's true. He went away that summer and sincerely was like, you know, hey, I'm the star of a hit show and I'm going to be on Thursday nights. <laughs> and he ate some freaking ice cream. Oh, like some so you're saying you noticed I looked a little chubby. I don't like that. But it's true. See, see, when you guys say that you don't blow smoke and you, I mean, you, you mean it. You can tell like it is. No, I'm no, gonna tell. We don't, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't mince words here. I want him to be honest with me. I tell him when he looks a little tubbins. Well, you tell me that all the time. Tubbins. Yeah. I like. That. <laughs> 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 it sounded. Like, it sounded like. It sounded like Mary Poppins with tubbins for paper and string. <laughs> I remember. You can have your own set of wings. What's up? You know what I remember? We were. We were. A, we were a bona fide hit at this point. Season two was our. Was our. Was our biggest season ever. And I have to look up what, what I did that hiatus. I'm sure I, I may have made a movie. Maybe it was Last Kiss or something. I don't know. But I came back a little tubbins. No, I and... think it's Gar- I think this time it's Garden State. I think Garden State had come out Oh, sorry, that you're right. Summer. I'm jumping timeline. No, it didn't come out. I think I probably shot Garden State. That, it had to be this year that you shot Garden State because oh. the year before you had just uh, sold it and everything like that. So this is the... Right, right, right. The year before I had done um, uh, Shakespeare in the Park in New York and then I had set it up with Natalie and this would have been one year later is when I probably made the movie. Sorry, I'm right. bad with time like that, but you're probably right. So anyway, I come back. I remember that we were, we all three of us were kind of like, the show is such a hit. Are we going to get a little pay raise? Because, you know, that sometimes happens after two two years. We had heard that the Will and Grace cast had all been given Boxsters. Do you remember that? This was like when the Porsche right. Boxster, was it, is, is it uh, Boxster? Yeah. It, it yeah. just, it, it just come out and they had given all four of the leads of Will and Grace Boxsters. And we were like, oh shit, what are we going to get? What's going on? And we didn't get anything. And then the first episode opened with U2, the song. And I never turned to Donald being like, I guess that's where our rays went. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, that U2 song, I mean, just hearing it in this episode, like, does it bring you guys right back to the pilot? I can't hear that song without it, like, being 24 again and shooting that pilot. Why, did it we just, play the song a lot? Yeah, that was, no, that, that was, came that, out? that was in the pilot, it was in the pilot episode when, Daniel Joel, am I correct? Yeah, I think so. It was, when you walk in, it's like the song, I, thought, I think, in the pilot episode. Oh, probably is. We <gasps> unless, yeah. unless it was that we try to put it in and then when we... It was just in the pre-cut, and when we aired, we didn't get it till three years later. But I think we had it in there. And it's I been don't know. Un- I just remember that it was very expensive, and I think we they, we were told at the time, 
like someone was like, you're not going to believe how much we spent on getting that U2 song. <laughs> and we were all like, great. That sounds great. It's going to be really good. Because, you know, because Bono needs a new house. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Did, did you guys... Was that the year that you got your new car? Speaking of Boxsters, it wasn't a Boxster, but when you went from your Z to your Porsche and Bill put the license plate on? No, I didn't go right to Porsche. TV doc. I, I didn't get that no, cocky. He, he, I, I, got he, a, he, I got a 350Z. The year the, the three, Nissan 350Z came out, my father's fanciest sports car was a, a Nissan 280ZX, and I thought it was the coolest car. It was the first one of the first cars where they would talk. It, that is to say, like, if you left your lights on, it would be like, your lights are on. And I was like, holy shit, we have Knight Rider. We have fucking Knight Rider. And I would talk to it. I, I would talk to it. I would sit. My, my dad would be inside. Obviously, like, I wouldn't have the keys. But I would, like, open the door and, like, flip the lights on. And I'd be like, uh, hey, kid, uh, is everything okay with the car? And it would be like, your lights are on. I'd be like, thank you, kid. And I was just in heaven. So I always loved Nissan sports cars. And then Nissan came, in with, came out with a 350Z. And I was so excited. And I actually, my, my car that I bought for five grand when I moved to L.A., my parents loaned me money was a Nissan 240SX, super used, barely, you know, I fixed it up so it was fine. Hmm. And then when I got the, when I got scrubbed, and there was a busboy um, who worked at the French Vietnamese restaurant with me, and we, he barely spoke English, I don't know any Spanish, but we were like best friends. And he loved my, my Nissan 240SX, and when I got scrubs and then I bought the Z, I gave him the car. Oh. Um, for like a dollar because you have to like do some money exchange or something. So he like he got the car for a buck and it was a pretty cool moment. And so, yes, my first fancy car with Scrubs was that I didn't get to Porsche until I made a little more money. Hold on. I remember what happened. You bought the Z and everybody clowned you for buying no, the motherfucking one person, Z. One person clowned me. One person only. <laughs> who, who, who was that one person? You. <laughs> you. Okay. You, but uh, also. You, but also, Bill, who put TV Doc on your license plate, and then he didn't tell you that he was doing that. I don't know if you've discussed this on the podcast, or maybe you want we to cut have, this out because it's yeah. too no. much. No, we of don't cut deep wound. We don't cut. We don't cut embarrassing things out, Sarah. Okay. Um, Bill uh, had the prop department, unbeknownst to me, put a California um, license plate on my new car that said TV Doc. And I didn't know about it or see it. And I was driving around <laughs> fucking L.A. To, to for how long? For how long? A, like like seven know, days. Probably like, like a week. With a flashy sports car with TV dog. <laughs> so embarrassing. That inspired me when I was working on a show called Mad Love with Jason Biggs and Tyler Labine. And we were rapping the next day. And I thought, what could, would be a fun thing to do for the cast and Judy Greer was on it. She was on it. I like, I can't do it to Judy because she wouldn't have loved it. So I asked the props department, who are always so amazing, like in 24 hours, I was like, can you get me two license plates? And so they made me these license plates and they teched them down to make them look old. And I was like, what would be the douchiest things that they could be driving around with? So for Biggs, I, I did B-I-G-G-S and the S was a dollar sign. <laughs> and then um, for Tyler Labine, I just did like Acton, A-C-T-I-N apostrophe. Acton. Acton. Wow. For my fellow. I've known Tyler since we were 16. We were in a Robin Hood takeoff with Joshua da Jackson, Josh Jackson and Devin Sawa when we were like 15. So All you Canadian kids stick I together, know. man. You know, there's a whole Canadian uh, community whole... up there. There's only like 14 of them. They all know each other. No, there's <laughs> way more than that, dude. I used to think like you, Zach. I used to think like you. But no, no, no. Well, what I learned when I did, uh, I did a, a, a French-Canadian film in Montreal, and I learned that 
there's a whole community of French Canadian stars that, that watch French Canadian cinema. Like they have their own star system. Because when I did the movie, this amazing actress I worked with, she was like a big star in, in Montreal. And interestingly enough, I said, oh, these movies must, must transfer over to France. And they said, no, they, really, they rarely ever become popular in France. It's like just this community, they have their own like movie stars. Do you That's hear, so what do you was know the movie? Why? I want to see it. Um, oh, sorry, Donnie, go ahead. It's called um, The High Cost of Living. It's a super, super, super good, but also sad movie. It's the movie I made with Deborah Chow. Uh, we've spoken about Deborah Chow on this podcast. She's become uh, one of the hottest directors in town. She's one of the directors of Mandalorian, and she's directing um, the new Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan TV show. Anyway, uh, her first feature that she wrote and directed um, was was there, and uh, it was called The High Cost of Living, which I was going to say, the reason, the reason, I would imagine the reason why it wouldn't translate or uh, in, Fran- in France is because it's two different French uh, well, they're speaking. close enough. I mean, you can. Under- it's not like it's different, right, Sarah? Like you would, say- Sarah, you would know better than us, that's isn't like, it? That's so, like, say- like you can understand each other. That's like saying Haitians and Montreal people speak the same French. Man, it's a different. It's a I different don't think dialect, it's that different. Dude. Let's ask the people, the person who's fluent, Sarah. Is it that different? I mean, they definitely are different. I feel like there's sort of like a. It definitely people from France would like to definitely think so. Like when I go to France and I'm so excited to speak French at the markets and um, I was learned speaking, you know, all my, my teachers growing up were French-Canadian. Alors, my Lola, j'en ai jusque Lola, Sarah, chuchte la gote, la gote, j'en ai jusque la pute niaiserie de rien, toi, Sarah, toute la gang. Sarah, la radio, they'd call me Jen and Emma la radio, the radio, because I we would be like the chatting time. all the time. Shift? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what she said, but it shifted. <laughs> but that's French Canadian right there. That's French Canadian right, right there, right? But she's right. saying it's not that different. Now, now, Sarah, as I recall, what they said. No, it's weak. a big difference between that and freaking regular French. She dude, just said I'm it was tr- different. But Donald's saying they can barely understand each other. You, you can go there and they think you have an accent, but they understand you, yeah. no? I mean, they, the words are all the same. Yeah. I you just say, say that, that shit real hard, though. It's like, ha ha, les poissons, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like you're saying it like that instead of being like, les poissons, motherfucker. Like, yeah, because that comes up all the time. Instead of being like, fish, motherfucker. Instead of being like, instead of being like, instead of being like, les poissons, it's les poissons. I feel like they said we like this, Sarah. Wet. They go, wet. Yeah, that feels the one thing I remember is that they go, wet. Um, so sorry, uh, Joelle has told us that that song didn't make the pilot, Sarah. So maybe it was in the cut. You heard it in the cut, and it, it probably was too expensive. I have to ask Bill now because I don't know if I'm making that up, but I thought it was in the cut of the pilot. But yeah, maybe we had to wait till season three for our boxer money to go to to the YouTube song. Bill doesn't do the the ask Bill section. No, he man. does. You misunderstood. <gasps> Uh, Donald, it's not that he was giving up doing the segment. He said he just wanted to be more proactive in his contributions. Isn't that right, Joelle? Yes, that is correct. Did okay, he, can he, we let's get back to the show? Okay, but I just have so much to talk about. How about that E News article about us? That was incredible. Hey, Sarah, did you cow. see that? I saw it and I read it. And congratulations. And I agree. Thank and you. I mean, just the just the fucking uh, headline. Yeah, it was like the podcast of quarantine. How did how how fake doctors real friends became the hit became, podcast of quarantine? Everybody, if you haven't seen it, 
E! News says that we're all amazing, and uh, and we agree. And it is such a it's such a beautiful relief in the midst of all of the shit. Like I find there have been stressful moments, obviously, over the past seven months when someone gets sick and you're like, oh, good. Now that every symptom's on the docket, there's not really a moment of relief if you're sick of wondering, is this it? Is this not it? And I have played. I remember one time I was really stressed. And I played it and it was you guys and Neil Flynn. And I laughed my ass off. And it does. It just, like, takes you out of all of the things. It's it's so great. You know what takes me out of, you know what takes me out of thinking about shit, too, is watching you on vacation with your family, Sarah, and you trying to. With the motorboat. With the motorboat, trying to get the motor out of the water. That is the funniest shit. Sarah, will you explain I've to, to ever those seen who. In my life. First of all, you should follow Sarah Chalk on, on uh, the social media. But oh Sarah, my God! What, what, what was going on with this with this video? Can you explain it to people that didn't see? It looked it looked hilarious. So, so it's a long video of my butt trying to pull up a motor. I I I was trying to. So the motor's very heavy, and for some reason. <laughs> Why were you trying to pull the, what do they call those motors? The, the, the it's outboard, outboard, the outboard motor. Why were you trying it's, to pull the outboard motor out of the water? Because, so it's an outboard motor. It's like a, a 25 or something, which is the horsepower. And it's big and it's heavy. And it's on the back of a tin boat. And so basically when you beach it, you can't leave the outboard down or the prop will get totally right, damaged. Right. You have to, so, but doesn't it, doesn't it just tilt up? So this is a skill that my sisters have learned, um, and because I lived in L.A., and I, I, I just, for 20, 17 years, whatever, I just, there's some skills I was missing. So this summer, I was like, I'm learning to drive the boat. I'm learning to pull out the motor. The motor is very hard. So you pull in. you got to kind of time it out that you, you know, kill the motor, and then as you're coming into the beach, you don't want to kill it too early or you'll be out to sea, and then you have to quickly grab it and pull it up. But there's a way that you can kind of, like, push down on the handle to give yourself some, you know— oomph to get that motor out and I I didn't know that I was doing it till Piper my sister had videoed me trying for about 15 minutes to pull this motor out and then she played it back for me afterwards and finally I, I got up I did bail and have a couple of scrubs-esque pratfalls but what I didn't notice till I watched it back was every time I've always tried to pull up that motor I make the JD um, pratfall sound and I was like oh, oh, oh. And it just like for some Sorry, reason, it was helps. so funny watching you try and pull an outboard motor out. I mean, I it was like it, it was it was like watching an episode of Three's Company. It was just I wish it was set to music. I, I laughed very hard at that. It's just I mean, I can't. I, I'm telling you, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> I picture this is how you get around in Canada. Uh, 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 <laughs> just was, a 25. Yeah, just in your little tin twi- <laughs> boat with your 25 horsepower. <laughs> Speaking of Canada, are you guys watching this show called The Vow on um, HBO Max? It's so good. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's so great, and we can discuss it at our next reunion. I, I, I've heard it's amazing. I'm just behind. Y'all I've watch to way podcast. too much television, man. It's like y'all need to get some you, you, get some a kids? life. Some kids. Get a life, man, or something. Kids, kids and kids, you'll never watch television again. Well, Donald, what, uh, I don't watch that much TV. I watch TV. We watch TV like for a few hours after Motherfucker, dinner. you got a new show every day. It's like, yo, have you guys watched The Perception? Well, you what? don't watch, you're, you don't watch, it sounds, TV after you have dinner like like many do. I, I We do. We, we try and get into a few good shows betwixt dinner and bedtime. 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't have the. I don't do that. I get to watch. I watch a little bit of sports. Right. And then, then I, you know, then that's it. And I go to bed. Oh, I think that you're. I think that you're unique in that area. I think, especially during quarantine, uh, there's there's a lot of brilliant television right now to consume. Anyway, the vow well, in on October. HBO Max, in October, in Oct- I'm very excited for October. Anyway, the vow on HBO Max. I highly recommend you check it out. It's really fucked up and very well told and. It's about a cult, and a lot of it takes place in Vancouver. That's why I brought it up, Sarah. I'm so glad you didn't get recruited into this sex cult because they pulled in a lot of actors. Is oh, this a real? So it's a real. It's is a real it, thing. Yes. Is it yeah. based on Nexium? Yes, it is Nexium. It is. Oh, Nexium. it is. No, it's a documentary, okay. Sarah. And so I'm, the and they're 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 showing all these beautiful young Canadian actresses that got recruited into this thing, and I'm like, I'm so glad they didn't get my Sarah. <laughs> it was I feel like it went it went down I think like right after I moved to LA if I'm right Allison Mack right she's the one yeah, that was the she's recruiter like, she becomes like one of the fucking leaders of the shit like branding them I listened to I haven't yes. watched that but spoilers, I listened to they did spoilers but they brand spoilers. them spoilers they brand them vagina adjacent yes, yes they brand them next to their vaginas Sarah you're ruining the show I just have a couple more things I'm to sorry, I'm sorry. What, I'm sorry. What is the name of this show? <laughs> the Vow. It's called The Vow. Okay. It's on the HBO Vow. Max. It is so it's... fucked up. Daniel, are you watching it? Let me write I'm this down. It. Let me write You've this gotta down. You've got to watch it. Um, so, Sarah, I, did anyone ever come up to you and be like, I have a really wonderful class I want to take you to? Let me show. You, let me just show you my branding. Oh, my God. She's, she's <laughs> lifting up her shirt. She's branded, everybody. She's branded. Oh. And right at that moment, the LED lighting package went out. There we go. I don't mean to make a joke out of um, it, everybody. It is no, really fucked up. Um, but I, but it, uh, you just can't believe it. You're watching it with your jaw on the floor of this. It's Not only is it such a fucked up story, but the documentarians did a really amazing job telling it because you're just like, holy shit. I wonder if it's the same documentarians that did. They, so they did a podcast, which I've listened to all the episodes about Nexium. I think it was on the CBC a couple of years ago. We don't talk about and other podcasts, Sarah, but go ahead. I, yeah, I get that. I just realized as it was coming out of my mouth. Guys, oot. listen to this podcast. It was coming out of my mouth. It was coming out of my mouth, and I realized that it might be a, comp- a competitor. Um, no, and I was wearing um, my toque. I was wearing my toque, and I had just broken my garburator. When all of a sudden, I pulled out of the parkade. <laughs> Sarah, say the most Canadian sentence you can. That, I think that was it. That involved toque, which is I your was, hat, your garbage, which is your garbage disposal, and your parkade, which is a parking structure. <laughs> and then um, you say suri. Suri. And then you say suri. And then so you say, sorry. I'm just off to, have you, has anyone seen La Gale de Tuc? No, what's that? What? <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. What? Only the Canadians um, will get that. Only the Canadians. Um, will get yeah, it was. It was a. It was a uh, yes, a movie that we were forced to watch in French class every year growing up. Um, All right, Donald, you on your phone right now? What the fuck are you doing? I'm waiting to get into the show. You guys are freaking out. Oh, so you've checked out of the show. You're just on your phone. You're checking your social media right now. What the fuck are you doing? I'm not okay, on my social really quick. media. Oh, this dude's Speaking all baked media. looking at animation videos on YouTube right now. I'm not baked anymore, dude. That shit was fucking like a half an hour what ago. What time did you smoke? Okay. Oh, you got high a half hour ago and you're not still high? What is we've that been, fucking we've been the doing quick the wear show. off shit? We've been doing the show for over a half an hour, so it can't be a half hour oh ago. Wait, I didn't know that, Donald. I missed the beginning. Yeah, he's high as, as balls. To... We've lost the fucking guy. I didn't know that. I was you know, looking it's for my pages analogy. underneath the deck. By the way, Sarah, it's a perfect analogy. We all came back for season three feeling ourselves. I got a little... A tummy, phoning yeah. it in. You know, I'm cocky. Donald comes into season three of the podcast, baked, checking his phone. <laughs> Listen, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Buddy, listen, I am not high right now. Okay, so let's. Okay. 
I so am, it's worn off. It's worn off. It's completely worn off. Okay. I am. I need sober. some of this quick wear off weed because if I get high, it's I'm been high hours. For a while. It's been out. It's, it's been hours. My point is that should though, be one of our products: quick wear off weed by Fake Doctors Real Friends. <laughs> oh my god, we make so much money. I'm you happy can be, to be high. a beta tester. You can be. You can be high, <laughs> but it lasts. It, it goes away after a half hour. All right. All right. Look. All right. Let's talk so, about the show. Let's start we the all show. Focused? Thank you. All right. Thank you. 43 minutes in, we've finally gotten to the show. <laughs> okay, so... So we uh, talked about your hair already. We talked yeah. about your weight and everything like that. My smack had, talk. Right. George Michael in the beginning. Yeah. So what's the difference? You can you can sing George Michael, and as long as it's not the actual music and George Michael singing and it doesn't cost any money, but if you... No, I'm sure it did. We had three songs in this episode. This is how much Bill was feeling our budget after on uh, uh, season two. Uh, Tom Petty... George Michael, you too. I imagine those are very expensive songs. I think we shot probably half the half the show's music budget in the first episode. (laughs) But um, but uh, yeah. So I'm dancing, and Donald says, "What's the rule about white boys dancing in public?" And I go, "Not allowed unless you're gay." And then this amazing guy comes in and dances like crazy and does this move, and we go, "Morning, Stephen." Which we then name our dog. <laughs> our second dog. Oh, right, the second, second dead dog. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, the funniest, like, right off the bat, when you're like, if I could touch your body, and you're like, no, not you, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As he walks by, that oh, was really be funny. nice if I could touch your body. Not you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, um, let's, get, let's get to the basketball game. Smack uh, talk, yeah. The smack oh, talking. Omoja Butler, Omoja, I want to say it right, Omoja Butler. Yeah. Uh, it has probably, that's that joke made me laugh probably the hardest yeah. out of all of the jokes in the show, where yeah. he's like, I'm going to toast you so bad, your mother's not going to recognize you. And you go, oh yeah? Well, I heard your sister started drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, and then his it's face not just supposed melts. to be true. And then he starts crying. And, right, and then you go, oh, it's, it's not supposed to be true. Yeah, JD doesn't <laughs> And then you're like, talk. let it all out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you go like, let it flow or something. And then, yeah. and it's just your delivery. Yeah, well, I heard your sister started drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that JD doesn't have a smack talk. He's like, oh, it's it's not supposed to be true. Right. <laughs> and then also, this is this is the episode that Frick started. Yeah, from. 243, everybody. Um, uh, the very first Frick. Sarah, ever. what's so the genesis of Frick? I wish I remembered. I don't remember. You didn't I don't make know. It up. I, I don't remember. I don't know if it was me or Bill. And then it it then it developed it went to double Frick and then Frick on a stick with a brick. <laughs> um, no, it was know, Frick. Double frick, frick on a stick, frick on a stick, frick with, on a a stick with a brick. <laughs> yeah, it became one of Sarah's catchphrases. She finally got her what you're talking about, Willis. And I got she it got in season three. Season yes. season three, she got her frick. I didn't get a boxster, but I got a frick. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot but less I expensive did. to give you a frick. I did get that pink cashmere juicy jogger set that I wore in that frick scene. I remember they let me take that home. Oh, yeah, girl. Do you get remember that. juicy, y'all? Do you remember, uh, remember juicy? Yeah. Juicy that was, was a great. pink they cashmere juicy too. jogger set. I used I to have juicy, uh, juicy uh, cashmere. Yeah, <laughs> man. Juicy was the jam. Everybody had to, and it was sweatsuits. It was a bunch of sweatsuits, and everybody was paying like juicy 200 $300 for a sweatsuit. Yeah. Juicy. They figured it out. Juicy. Um, 
So, you know, Frick comes from, you can't, you know, on, on TV shows and network, you're always trying to work around places where you'd actually curse. Some shows like do it and beep it, uh, which, which I guess is easier if you're more documentary style, like, like the office or, or modern family or something. Um, some shows, uh, uh, the good place very creatively, um, made it fork because they were in like this, supposedly in this like heaven type setting where, where it just automatically changes all your mm. curses to, to better words. But, uh, so, so Frick allowed Sarah to say fuck without saying fuck. There's one more, there's one more place that they changed the word. And so you wouldn't say fuck. And that was Battlestar Galactica. And they said frack. Mm-hmm. And that became, are you fracking kidding me? Are you fracking kidding me right now? But did they never explain it or they just, just did it? They just did it. For the whole the whole run of the show, it would be like, what the frack are you talking about? Uh, oh, frack. I'm going to frack you up. You can say friggin', um, which I always thought was a, was, which was a comfortable alternative. Yeah, but it doesn't Some people have, don't like friggin'. It doesn't have the power that fuck has or frick. frick mm-hmm. Or frick has. Yeah, you need the K. Or, you need the K. Yeah. Frick. Yeah. You know that um, to make a movie PG-13, uh, you, you're allowed one fuck in a PG-13 movie, and it can't be a sexual fuck. You can't be like, oh, I want to fuck her. But you can be like, what the fuck? Oh. I didn't know that. For you. A little trivia for you. So you have to pick your fuck. If you're, if you're directing a PG-13 movie, they're like, all right, pick your fuck. What do you want? And then next rating, you can do? R, you can say whatever you want. Whatever you want. You okay. Also, there's some. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying to think of the other. Uh, oh, uh, PG-13 rules. They've probably changed. It used to be like um, obviously sex, um, but there were some other other ones. I forgot drug use. Maybe I don't know. All right. Go ahead, Donald. Uh Kelso's nose squeaks the entire Wait, episode. Before we get to Kelso's nose, what about Sarah losing her car door? I mean, that was hilarious. Well, that was hilarious. Right, the first... <laughs> <laughs> and then carrying it around the hospital with me so it doesn't get right. stolen. Now, this is something that this is something that goes on. This joke uh continues through other episodes because you you later on have like a taxi cab door, like a yellow yeah. door a yellow on door. your car and everything like that. So yes, this is a joke right. that continues. With your brand new card. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I think that's right. Yeah, she she didn't get the matching colored door. She just got, uh, it was the same door, door for her car, but it was yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so that I thought that was very funny. Um, and then, yeah, so sorry, Donald. Go to, go to Kelso's squeaky nose, which is yeah, very funny. For the whole episode, uh, Kelso has a squeaking nose because of the punch he received from Dr. Cox. And that shit is a lot. Yo, every time Ken would uh, inhale, it, it would squeak. It's only yeah. on the inhale, though. It's not on the exhale. It's only on the inhale. <laughs> so every time he inhaled, it would be a... I love how people hate him so much that even though the room was packed, he's like, miraculously, no one was saw right. it. <laughs> no one saw and me. And then Sammy. <laughs> Sammy in the background going like, so what, what celebrating. Fist bumping. Um, now, my dive under the gurney. I replayed it a few times because I thought it was a cowboy switch. Same. I, I, I couldn't figure out if it was or not. I, I watched it for the sure same reason. I was like, was that switch. a cowboy switch? I feel like it was. I feel like you came running up in the hallway and like from the back. Then it was cowboy switch, and then you popped up. I know, right? but it was so seamless. It was that, so good. That, that, so for those of you who don't remember, a cowboy switch is when the actor who's not a stuntman is hiding – and the stuntman does something insane and then kind of goes off camera and then the real actor pops up. 
So JD does this insane sort of slide under a gurney and then I pop up. I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a cowboy switch, but man, it is seamless. You cannot tell. It's so like the timing of me coming yeah. up was so it's perfect. Crazy. It's over. And I mean, you did always, for the most part, try your own falls always. So it's very possible. I did. I, mean, I did. I did a lot of them. But when, when, it, when, when, you know, the thing about a stuntman is there is when there's a real chance, like, OK, you could get hurt doing this one. Like, like yeah. when I exit the room, that's clearly a stuntman. <laughs> that's not he, you. Yeah. He takes a really hard fall on the gurney tipping over. So you don't want your actors breaking anything because then you can't fucking make the show. So a lot of these actors uh, also stunt people often don't get paid. Well, they get like one rate to show up, but then often they won't get more money unless they do the thing. So sometimes I feel for stunt people who right. are like, oh, come on. I, you, I know you want to show off and do it yourself, but let me fucking do the stunt. And, uh, and, right. and so I, I often tried to do them, but, but, but some of them where I could like break a hand, they were like, no, you're not doing that. I would still, even not do my own stunts, come once a season to Scrubs on crutches with having torn the ligaments in my left ankle. I think it was about once a year. And I'd be like, Randall. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> so they would like they would have me like standing behind the beside the bed and standing in a lot of scenes and not walking Wait, how for many, like a week. How many, how many times did you get injured making this show? I feel like it was it was always my ankle and it was never doing anything fabulous. I would come to set and be like, "How'd you do?" And I'd be like, "I was walking Lola and I tripped on a pine cone on the sidewalk." And then it was yeah, it was it, it was basically the first time I did it. I was in college and my leg was crossed and my foot fell asleep. And I was in like a 500-person lecture hall, and I got up to ask the professor a question, and I went down on – like I went over my ankle. I rolled my ankle, and it swelled up to the size of a grapefruit, and they x-rayed it, and I was 19 years old, and I had a, a growth plate that hadn't closed because I hadn't finished growing, but they thought it was a hairline fracture. So they, by mistake, put me into a plaster cast up to my knee, wow. and I went to go film an episode of The Roseanne Show, and she was like – Roseanne was like, it doesn't make sense you would have that. Get that taken off. And so <laughs> I did, even though, like, that's like a kid who has, like, you know, a potentially so Roseanne was foot. like, I don't oh give a fuck what's wrong. Take that cast off. So, right. they, so they asked me to take the cast off, so I did, and the doctor down there was like, you're – it's actually a blessing in disguise because this is like a growth plate that hasn't closed. It's not a hairline fracture. Your foot's not broken. You just sprained it really badly, and that's why it swelled up so much. So Razan's um, coldness actually helped you. <laughs> it was it was such a it was a gift, man. It's all for you. <laughs> I want to tell everyone about Lola, uh, Sarah's seven thousand dollar dog, and we'll explain it right after these words. Did you know that forty six percent of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's 
That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. And we're back! And we're back! And we're back! And we're back! I know I'm allowed to join in on that. I just you are. I was you inspired. Are, Sarah. Sarah, you're just, not, you're just not allowed to read the um, the producer notes, as you would call. Oh, right, which I've Donald's already done once in this episode. On. Okay, hold on, Donald's still going. No, but you're not high. You're not high at all, right? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Sarah, tell everyone who's listening about your $7,000 dog. And before you judge everyone, no, she didn't go buy some boutique, fancy, expensive dog. That was that was a big evening for us, too. What what was the evening? What were we doing? Where were it we? It was a charity. Sarah, do you remember what the cause was? It was the help group. It was for autism, with children with autism. And it was um, Jeff Zucker, who was the boss at NBC. Who you at remember the time. that Donald uh, infamously gave the noogie to yes. at our first party? Please, Donald, no. Please, Donald, no. Uh, so we were there and we were excited. I think it was like season two. Um, and season one or season two. And so we went and Jeff Zucker was our boss, and the night was to honor him and his contribution to the help group as well. And so there was this little chocolate lab that they were having as part of the auction to raise money. And I... Wait, let me just pause there. Let me just pause there. Uh, Did they have one dog or several? 
I, it was just one. All right. So I, I recall it was an auction, obviously, to raise money for, for, for autism. And they geniusly brought in this puppy that was the cutest chocolate lab puppy you've ever seen. It was like tiny. You, you, you could fit in your palm of your hands. And, and it was probably, I don't know, I'm guessing 10 weeks old. And the idea was, you know, we're going to, they wanted everyone, and then they got everyone like buzzed on alcohol. And then the idea is like, all right, you're, who's, you guys are going to bid on who gets to take home this dog. And Go they ahead, brought sorry. they brought her around, like you're saying, to like to get everybody super excited. They brought her around, and I was holding her this little chocolate brown nugget. She was yeah, she was like tiny. She was ten weeks old, and I was wearing a chocolate brown dress. I remember it was my it was my bridesmaid's dress from my sister's <laughs> wedding, and um, and uh, so I I'm I'm falling in love with this dog, and then the bidding starts in the room, and I'm bidding on her, and and the whole I fall in love with her, so is the rest of the room. Everyone's going crazy, everyone's bidding on her, and so finally I just gave up because it was it was insane, it got uh, too high, and then the whole cast around the table, you guys all whispered to each other, and then when the bidding came to right before the ending, you all like stood up and put your arms up and and got her for me, and and um, we all split the. We each gave a thousand dollars. Wait, hold on. Uh, how long? How long did it take for me to pay you the thousand dollars? Did you That's ever pay her? I did pay her. Okay. How long did I, it take? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But it just was the most sweetest, thoughtful, touching thing ever. And she obviously like became our scrubs mascot and came to scrubs to work every day. And I loved her so much. She was very. I sweet. think I paid for Lola like season. Eight or nine. <laughs> I, I finally whenever, gave the money in like. I just remember whenever we had group things to chip in on, like crew gifts or 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 getting a, getting something for the crew, or in this case, giving money to charity for Sarah's dog. Johnny C would pay you like an hour later. He'd be like, "Fast money makes fast friends." Hmm. <laughs> that was one of his Johnny Cisms. Be like, "Fast money makes fast friends." And then Ken Donald Jenkins, was the polar thing. opposite. Donald would be like, eight years later, he'd be like, yo, did I ever pay you for the dog? <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember I was the one who I was so disorganized. I just would never cash the check. And Ken would be like, Sarah, you haven't cashed the oh, check yet. Oh, God, like, I, hate, <laughs> I hate those people. Hmm. Yeah, that was me. Um, so Lola. When you went into Sarah's dressing room, I know we brought this up uh, another time. But it was like the, it was like, if you ever seen the show Hoarders. It was like that, but worse. It was like it was sort of believe. as if this there was like a soup, there was like an open soup can from two seasons ago, and like, <laughs> like just it, it looked like shit. Somebody exploded. <laughs> it kind of is like as if then this paper is that this pages of notes was my dressing room, right? As if if this kind of like rain. Don notes. So poor um, Ken Jenkins so, is trying to manage his checkbook, and Sarah just throws a check for a thousand dollars in there somewhere. This <laughs> can of soup from two seasons ago is true. My nickname was Soup for Breakfast because I would always have soup all the time, and you guys would be like, "Oh, it's Soup for Breakfast." Hmm. Um, soup for breakfast, Sarah. Chuck. I love I love soups. I mean, I have my hot tea right now. There's always something hot in my hands. It's like either soup or tea or something. Yeah, but that's because you um, run cold. That's only that's the only. I run cold. Yeah, bad circulation. Um, this so is Lola the first. Till she was fourteen. Oh, she died. Lola died. She did. Well, too. She, she lived till she was fourteen. Fourteen years old. That's pretty darn good for a lab. It was. It's yeah, been over fourteen years, I guess. Huh? Holy shit! Wow. It's it's wow. been it's been twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yo, this is the first and, episode and that I that or, orange goo goo. Orange goo goo. Orange goo goo. <laughs> So I think this came from, um, like, this was at the height of the Jamba Juice craze. 
Yes. Um, which I don't used to drink. I don't drink anymore because someone told me that there's like so much sugar in them. And why are you drinking Jamba Juice? But it was probably Harley Pasternak that told you. Yeah. That. Yeah. Not to dis, <laughs> not to just, not to dis Jamba Juice. If you love it, it could be a nice treat for you, but it's a sugary did, treat. Did you know that Jamba Juice later Thank on? You, Harley Pasternak and Jamba Juice got into a partnership together, and he started selling smoothies at Jamba Juice. Really? After, remember, he used to. We could cut this out, but remember, he used to tell us all the time, uh, you know, don't drink Jamba Juice. It's got a lot of sugar in it. Right. He then had his own smoothies at Jamba Juice. Hmm. Harley, yeah, Pasternak. but maybe, but maybe he made a low sugar one to prove his point. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Sarah. Um, Sarah. Wait, everybody. Oh, I'm laughing at everyone. Um, oh, so when Ted. Wait a second. Oh, Jesus. Is this the Grease the Face episode? No, it's not. Yes, this is no. the Grease. No, it's not. Did you watch the episode? Yeah, this but then is... he smoked a pot. No, I did. come on, man. This is the Grease. <laughs> we don't say Grease the Face on the show. No, because the Grease the Face episode was when Sarah had to come in looking like, like really distressed and bad. She doesn't have that moment. She comes in with a makeover. She never has a moment where she looks bad. Well, they did give her plain Jane hair this episode. Like, everything is accented for the reveal at the yeah, end. Yeah, but so. it was, there's no moment where she was supposed to look sweaty. And we, we teased her saying, come on, look worse than that. But there's no moment in this episode where she, like, was supposed to look particularly bad. And I want to hear your thoughts on your makeover, big makeover in this. I want to know what your thoughts are when on this dramatic, choppy bob. Janitor! Mm, I One feel like I... in the episode. What? That's one of the greatest scenes in the episode. I'll let you answer the question. But that scene, I wrote that down. I really want to talk about the Elliot and Janitor. We're going to get to that. Mid-room. But I just want to know, what in, in, in the macro, what did you think of this mm-hmm. big makeover? Because it's always a lot of pressure when they're like, oh, my God, yeah. it's a character makeover. And you oh, yeah. look hot as hell. Don't get me wrong. Coming in and your eye makeup and your bob. But I just like, I don't know. I guess I just liked you with your little, you know, your your before hair. I mean, I remember being, I remember at the time being very excited about it because, like, I remember, like, they had me leave at lunch and I raced over town and this guy in Beverly Hills cut it and then had me race back. And and uh, I, I got to wear my first pair of True Religion jeans, which was very exciting to me. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> That was like a fancy brand at the time, I it was take it. Very fancy. Right. And um, and then Darla Albright, our awesome makeup artist, put all this like smoky eye makeup on me. And um, I remember having fun and enjoying it at the time. And looking back, I mean, I just, yeah, I guess I feel like, you know, there was a line in one of the episodes when Bill liked to put truisms into our dialogue that was short hair gives me pig face. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so that sometimes, I always sometimes I feel like with short hair it gives me pig face. I don't think you look the pig face. No, you look, look beautiful. You look hot. Don't get me wrong. I just, maybe I'm just not into bobs. Is it a personal thing? I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. You looked gorgeous, but I. Oh, I am. Um, I just. Today, my Amazon scissors yeah, see, arrived I like in the you mail. now with your with your with your like near I mean, dreadlock hair. <laughs> it really looks amazing. I think Daniel and Joel can weigh in. It's pretty fancy. So I just you know we're in a pandemic, and um, I ordered hair cutting scissors from Amazon, and I just was overly excited, and so I just tried to cut my own hair this morning. And I literally like have only had one person who lives in LA when I've gone back for recordings or whatever. I've had to cut my hair, and so this I just kind of was like, I think Gregory goes something like this, and then he does this, and then my niece was like on YouTube. If you just put your hair in a ponytail and then you just like kind of cut the top, oh you god, can kind of. Oh god. So I did it. I don't know. How'd we'll it see. go? How'd it I come out? We'll see when it. We'll, we'll see. It's dry now, so I don't know. I haven't taken. We'll see. 
It looks a little that, bit longer if on that this, fails, side, this side. If that fails, you can always get the do the prover- the one cut that works for everybody. You get a bowl, and you put it over your head, and yeah. you just cut oh. on the outline of the bowl. I didn't know this trick. So it's if called, I'm not happy it's, with it's this result, it's called the mo. It's called the mo. The mo. From the Three Stooges, the mo. The mo. Okay, Donald. If I'm not pleased with the results when this dries, I'm going to yeah. do that. <laughs> Call him. So what when, when, uh, when uh, Ted turns to Carla and says, so you're engaged to that surgeon guy? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she goes, yeah. He goes, is it serious? Is it serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, we swing. Yes. So so Ted first hit on uh, uh, Sarah last episode because Sarah, in the last episode you were crying and he's kind of like, do you want to get a drink? And uh, and in this episode, he's trying the Carla angle. He's just really, he's really clutching at straws here. Poor guy, Judy man. looked so beautiful in this episode, by the way. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, she How about did. when she, she goes to seduce the, uh, or at least blackmail the, the doctor that she hooked up with, and you're waiting out the outside, and she, come, and she comes out and she lowers her top like she just hooked up with him? Yeah, and, he's, and, Turk, and, Turk's, right, and Turk's like, how is that funny? Let's get to the Elliot and the janitor in the men's room. Yeah, so funny. Janitor! That, now, this is janitor. the first time we established that, because we don't know his name, that Elliot decided she's going to call him janitor. And it's always right. high-pitched. It's janitor! Always like, and it got more in my high-pitched by the episode. Like, this was the first one that we did that. And then by season eight, it was like, janitor! And it just kind of just, like, higher and higher and higher. And sometimes we would do takes where it was not even audible. And we'd be like, they're probably never going to use this. But how high can we possibly janitor. pitch it? I love that uh, the janitor doesn't even flinch. He's just like, yeah, as though you said his name. Yeah. Oh, my God. Neil in this scene, for some reason, some things like this scene, I remember, like, we shot it yesterday. It feels, like, so recent. I don't know why. Um, And, oh, my God, he made me laugh so hard when he's talking about my grandmother that was actually my mother and my mother— my sister, who was my mom, my grandmother thought she was my mother. My sister, who was my mom, and my brother, dad. Right. So my brother, good. dad. <laughs> well, not just that. When you, well, when you say to him and you're like, you're like, you know, and my life's turned pretty much turned upside down. Do you ever feel like that? And he goes, nah, because I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, just the fact that the janitor, <laughs> the janitor of the hospital's reply is no, because I'm, no, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I wonder <laughs> if, like, I wonder if the janitor with you know, because we never know when he's telling the truth or when he's lying. If maybe because he fancies Sarah that he is telling the truth. Like we have no idea when he says this brother dad shit if any of it's true if he's just a, if he's just a fucking total liar or, neither but, was my brother I, dad but i feel like with sarah maybe maybe with elliot he was like you know truthful i mean I, i'm just thinking that for the first time well i don't know i think, I think he was i like to think he was i i i like to think a lot of this is a lot of what the janitor tells us is true like when he brings out the cage uh at turk and carla's uh baby shower <laughs> when he brings out the cage for the baby, because he had one when he was a kid, and his parents used to throw him in when they wanted to. You know what I mean? But we never so, know, like, you know, unless you're cutting to his house, like when he has a squirrel army, and you actually see yeah. the squirrel army. Uh, you know, you just never know. No, 
Right. It's so fun to watch Neil in these scenes, though, because he always throws in, like, obviously the dialogue and, um, you know, how the, the writers would write or whatever Neil says, and he would come up with something insanely funny on the spot. Um, but, like, even the stuff he does, like, on this scene where he just, like, is talking to me and he randomly smells the urinal cake just, like, in the middle of the line. Yeah. It's like, so like, it, like it's a good vintage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good year. <laughs> um, I laughed out loud when... When you see Scott Foley in the smoothie place, and uh, you, you, he says, I thought you hated this place because of the time you got sick here. And you go, you remember that? And he goes, you got sick on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so dry. He's great in Scott Foley. Scott, Scott Foley, Foley is the master. By the way, I think Scott Foley's coming on um, uh, next episode. Because, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because um, that's the SeaWorld episode, and, I, I, and he's down. Because that's oh, when he forlornly rides a dolphin. <laughs> but um, but um, but Sarah, uh, you—he was your scene partner, so you can speak to this even better. But God, no one delivers a straight man line like that guy. Just you—you you got yeah. sick on my face, <laughs> and he—he he doesn't break ever. Yeah, never. He doesn't break. Doesn't break. No matter what, he just doesn't break. He doesn't break. Doesn't crack up. Yeah. Oh my God. And you, so and you funny. Puke the- all over the floor. And then in front of the, his new hot girlfriend, and you're like, and he goes, it's okay. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that is really funny. So you think, you're like, oh, my God, this Sean, this is fate. And then in walks, like, the pretty new girlfriend. <laughs> and you just look at her, take one look at her, and you puke all over the floor. <laughs> you know, I found it really interesting that they, after that, they go outside with the two of them with Sean and this new girlfriend for the dialogue so that you understand that he still kind of has feelings for Elliot. I found that very interesting that they did that. You know what, what I mean? mean? And then, well, they go, outside. go outside just to see the joke of her with the no door in her car. Yeah. But there's this whole setup uh, for that. And then she drives by and you know, like he's, he's sticking up for her when she's like, that girl is such a loser. He's like, I don't know about that. You know, she's, 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 She's a sweetheart. He's saying nice things about her. Right. And then Elliot drives by with the no door. Right. And the smoothies and on a roof. And the smoothies on a roof. And he's and you can see then right then and there, Scott Foley again. Sean goes again. Elliot, like he he's he he just he just finished sticking up for her and she's already blown that, but he has to tell her that he has the smoothies on her roof or she's going to be driving in traffic and hit the brakes and that's going to scare the shit out of her and he knows it's going to cause an accident so he gives the Elliot you left the smoothies on your roof she smashes on the brake like they're meant for each other they're perfect for each other dude right. and then orange goo goo all over the hood all of the over car. the hood of the car and then you dude. lose the other door with the, the car going by. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious I laughed out Double loud frick. at that yeah. I laughed out loud at that oh my God. Sarah you're very and, funny and, Sarah's, Sarah's cool guy like try, Sarah mm-hmm. Elliot's mustering everything she can to look cute and cool in front of the new girlfriend. <laughs> she does like the what's up like drive by point. Point. with no the door <laughs> and the smoothies and the smoothies on her roof. Double frick. And then and then and then like Scott Foley's delivery when we're in that scene with the uh, with the smoothies and I give some random long explanation of some dream that I had and he's like, yeah, I'm doing about the same too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so funny. He's good. We got to do a show with him. Like when we make our Space Janitor uh, TV show, um, uh, whenever <laughs> the next thing is, we got to we gotta have Scott. I want to do something with Scott Foley. Nobody cares, you, Sean. You, that was you, so funny. What do you want to do with Scott Foley, buddy? I you know what? Wanna... We, should, we should go to break. We should go to break. We should go to break. 
Do we need to go to break, Joelle? And what about the guest? We have a guest. The guest is here. We can go. I know, but it's so with Sarah Chalk here. It's so exciting. We have so much to talk about. All right, we're going to go to break, guys. And we come back. Not only are we going to have more of America's favorite Canadian, Sarah Chalk, we are going to have a guest. And it's very hard to top last episode's guest, uh, Joelle, because people really, really (laughs) love the guy who had sex at a funeral while sitting on a toilet. Um, so I, I hope that this guest can top that. Okay, oh, it's going to be a good one. We'll be right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval to Terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. 
F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. All right, here we go, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back with the delightful Sarah Chalk. The wonderful that, Sarah Chalk. The glorious. And here is Adam Berger. Hi, Adam. Hey. Adam Berger. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. How are you? you got Hi, a full house today. You got a full house. You got three interns. The king, Adam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hi, guys. How are Hi. you, man? Welcome to the program, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. We really appreciate you being here. You must be an extraordinary guest because... We had such a, a memorable guest in the last episode that Joelle has really upped her game. And I, I know she wouldn't follow last week's sex on a toilet at a funeral with someone who wasn't worthy of following. That, <laughs> that was can hilarious. Can you tell the story that you wrote in to get on the show? Yeah. So um, I teach uh, musical theater at a, an arts high school here. Go in on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been a scrub super fan since it aired. I'm, I'm your guys's age. I'm 45 and I've been watching it since it aired. And uh, in 2008, uh, my class, my advanced class of high schoolers, we decided to do the scrubs musical episode. Oh, as a my class, God. That's uh, incredible. Amazing. What? <laughs> And uh, so I was obviously I knew the episode really, really well. And I didn't, you know, being a teacher, I'm very uh, cognizant of, you know, rights and royalties and stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't want to even work on this if I don't have permission. So I uh, sought out Jeff Marks, who's one of the composers of the songs. And he did yeah. Avenue Q as well. And I found his website and I emailed him. And he, I didn't really expect to hear back, but he wrote me a very long email uh, very friendly, basically saying, you know, I didn't write everything. Uh, Deborah Fordham was the episode writer and she wrote a lot of the stuff too. But she said, you know, he said, you're not charging for it, are you? And I said, well, no, I, I'm, it's just like a class project that we're doing. He said, then don't worry about it. Nobody's going to care. He said, we didn't even publish the music from it or anything. Uh, so I'm a pianist and a musician and I arranged all the songs. Oh my God. Uh, wow. Taught, taught them to the I just so happened to have like the exact right students that year, like the right demographics to do that too. And I, I'm like, I don't know if you guys know Scrubs, but I'm obsessed with it. We're going to do this really weird project. And I cast it from the class and we presented it uh, uh, just for some, uh, like as a class assignment, people came in and watched it. It was an absolute Oh, that is class. so cool. What number awesome. killed the most though? Oh gosh, probably Guy Love. Uh, really? That's, I mean, and I love- classic. Did you have yeah. to censor you're the only man who's ever been inside of me? No, be, we, we luck, I'm very, very lucky that I work at an art school where we okay. can push the boundaries pretty well. We, I don't have anybody really watching over my shoulder to, to censor me on stuff. Okay. We've done some like edgy shows and stuff. Before. I imagine Nobody this. Really I imagine the teenager probably didn't hold up his fist, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure. I would. I would have thought that the number that killed would have been the poo song, but that's just hmm. me. Like I imagine yeah, that was a hard one to make it as funny. I think because you know we're on a stage. We didn't. We it was very hard to stage a TV show on a, right. on, a on a theatrical <laughs> stage. So it was I, a lot of the humor I think was lost in that. But you know, seeing two guys up there singing Guy Love. They, well, they that's so great. Time. You know, there is there is um, a, a Scrubs musical in development, a real one. Oh, I didn't um, know. That. Uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but uh, oh, I'll right. ask. I'll, I, I'm sure I can say that. Uh, Randall Winston, uh, who we've had on the show and was one of our, our main producers, our line producer. 
Uh, I think he was um, taking the lead on developing a Broadway musical, taking some of the songs from the, from the Scrubs musical episode. And then, of course, that's not enough to build a, a two and a half hour show around. So then, mm. you know, and, and of course, you know, figuring out what the story of it would be. But I know that it was in the works for those of you who are interested in that. That's so. Cool. Oh, my gosh, that's wild. You could take so many of the stories and then turn them into the Scrubs musical, like the story of sure. the story where we sang "I'm Waiting for My Real Life to Begin." We yeah. could add mm-hmm. that in there. We could, you could yeah. add, you could add so many moments uh, where we where we sang into the musical. The also, oh, I think I think it'd be cool is JD going into fantasy in a musical world setting mm-hmm. could be so fun because you can right. do so much cool stuff mm-hmm. with set design cool and, numbers and everything and stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the, yeah. Um, well, that's cool. And I'm so glad that you, you seem like a really fun teacher, Adam. <laughs> I, I went to a high school where a public high school in New Jersey, um, uh, Columbia high school in Maplewood, New Jersey, and it wasn't, um, cool to be in plays. And, I I did have a great drama teacher who I liked a lot, but I, I you know I was a self conscious teen and I was doing all of this all of my theater stuff outside of school. I was going to a theater camp, I was doing you know participating in sort of community theater stuff, but I was too self conscious. I, I I regret to um, to be in the school plays, and so I, I know you're at an art school, so it's it's a different uh, world. But I I just love I I love it when I hear about uh, great teachers like you who are inspiring kids to perform. Well, I'm really lucky because, you know, like I said, we get to do some really cool stuff there. I, I really try to think outside the box and do do weird stuff that no other school would do so that we don't have that problem of like students only wanting to go out and do community theater stuff that they, they want to do our shows every year. So we've like I said, we've been able to do some really cool, edgy uh, things over the years without really anybody intervening. And, uh, you know, we, one of the things we pride ourselves on as a school is that you know, the whole student body are kind of the outcasts, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, the coolest kid at our school is, you know, might be the star of the musical instead of yeah. the star of the football team. That's and why it, I, that's why I flourished at theater camp. Uh, yeah. uh, that's why I, I was like, oh, because I was like, I was good at being in plays. So I was like the cool kid. I was like, finally. I want to go back in time and come to your high school, Adam. Oh, I, I get that a lot. <laughs> Sarah, did you do plays? I mean, I know you were a kid actor, you were working, but did you participate in any school plays? I did. We actually um, did get to do really pretty cool musicals at our high school, and I was in Annie. And um, they didn't they didn't seem to mind that I was tone deaf, unlike some other. Yeah, musicals. but you got rhythm, though. You but can dance, of, though. You can dance, Sarah. Yeah. We've seen you dance. I can dance, Sarah. Adam. But Although I, um... all of your dancing turns very sexual quickly, can you dance in a non-provocative <laughs> manner? I can do the robot. That's very non-provocative. <laughs> um, that's true, Sarah. I, that is true. Sarah always starts off. It's always like, eh, 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 the yeah. robot. Yeah, she's robot, doing it now. She's robot, doing it now. robot, robot, robot. But then the robot, the robot always booty, ends up booty, like booty, 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 booty. booty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no. I have known Sarah for twenty years, and it, when she starts dancing, it's about five seconds before there's like ass and like backing up the ass. <laughs> and, like, Oops, I dropped something. That just comes from my like grade twelve. Uh, uh, parent teacher, I mean, um, grad parent event night where we all did Babies Got Back. It just sort of like it it, it just you know, comes out of nowhere, there. out of nowhere. It just comes I feel out. like if but Sarah I, had TikTok, like if we were all teenagers with TikTok, she'd be one of those people doing like the provocative TikTok. She thing. would be doing the savage. Oh. She'd be like, I'm a savage, <laughs> <laughs> snacky, boozy. Okay, Damn. okay. <laughs> one of my favorite. I was born at the wrong uh, time, guys. One of my favorite <laughs> things from the from the series is the clip show where they do the entire. 
uh, runner of all you guys dancing in different episodes. I mean, everybody on that show. Oh, I don't remember that. Having so we did have a clip fun. show. I, yeah. I, I've never seen the clip show, but I know we had yeah. one. I, I only know because the thing that's great about a clip show is I think you still get paid for an episode, but you don't <laughs> but you do don't anything. Work. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah, wanted to do a, runner, a podcast of your a, clip show. They did a runner of dances. They did a runner of like, I think they did a runner of um, you crashing into things. And uh, wow. they did a, I think they did a runner of uh, Dr. Cox's insults too. I'm not sure, but they, it was, I'm it's sure. a, yeah, it's mm. funny. Well, Sarah and Donald did, did most of the dancing because the two of them are very, very good dancers. I, I, I'm good at running into stuff and falling over <laughs> stuff. I wish I could sing. I, I loved it. And I was in musicals as a kid. My sister and I went to, um, a musical theater kind of school outside of school. And um, we auditioned for it and they called and they said to my sister, we love you and we want you to be the lead. And they said, uh, she said, what about Sarah? And they were like, yeah, no, we don't want her. Um, (laughs) And so she said, okay, then I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And she hung up and they called back five minutes later and they were like, okay, we really want you. So we're going to take your little sister as well. So Natasha was the lead and she was wearing this like turquoise shiny thing with this long blonde hair. And I was one of three tigers at the back that was wearing um, all black and I had a tiger mask and we were just like in the background kind of side to side with our claws didn't have any lines and I was in heaven I was like I'm on stage I, I, uh, I'm doing it I wanted so badly Zach to get to New York to see Bullets Over Broadway when it was oh, there I wish you uh, had. because I'm a huge Woody Allen fan I'm a huge Scrubs fan I just I was and of course my celebrity crush is Betsy Wolf uh, oh that's a good um, celebrity crush to have i know i saw her in the last five years and i and, me too and I just, at second stage oh, right maybe we were there the same night who knows oh my god you can listen to that album if you like musicals Amazing. um it's a wonderful show called last five years and there's a recording of of betsy wolf in it um uh i'm sorry bullets over broadway was one of the most you know i was a theater geek kid as we're as we're discussing i went to theater camp and i i did plays out of college and off broadway but being in a full-blown, like, big-budget musical with a 25-piece orchestra, I literally, my entrance was literally rising through the stage playing the <laughs> ukulele. Uh, it was such a surreal, it was like a, a total kid dream fruition yeah. bucket list thing happened. And um, I want to do it again one day. It was just, it was just too much fun. Did you ever mess up coming up on the stage when you were coming up playing that song? <laughs> Did you ever you know, come up and like, ain't a bring? Well, a couple things. First of all, if you, if for most of you who didn't see the show, um, the show is happening. And I, it begins with with uh, with another number, and then I enter rising. So I would go down underneath the stage before the show because I was nervous as hell. And every show, no matter how many we did, and I'd say hello to the conductor and sort of wave to the orchestra because they were down there. And then I'd go over to where my lift was and I'd sort of talk to the crew guys and shoot the ship. And then a light goes on, which means the lift is about to go. And I would always get so nervous because you don't, it's such a crazy way to enter the stage. Most of the times in a normal, normal budget world, you're just entering from the wings of the stage. But here we are at a big budget musical show and the light goes off and I'm right. And I start rising. And then you just see like, 2,500 people watching you. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there were times when I would totally fuck up the ukulele because I'm not a musician, but I've, I learned to play this one song on the ukulele. What I later learned was there was a guy in the orchestra pit who was also playing the ukulele. <laughs> and, and depending on, on how much I was sucking, they would kind of bring up his mixer or bring down my mixer. Like, if I was really fucking off that day, they would just bring up the orchestra pit or ukulele. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. 
Donald, did you ever do theater oh, I've in done, high school? I did high school theater. Well, not high school. I went to the professional children's school, so everybody that I went to school with was like already on Broadway and doing shit like that. So we didn't really have a theater wow. at the school. But yeah, you know, when I graduated, I did shows with the Theater for a New Audience. I did shows off, off, off Broadway, off Broadway. I did show, there was a, I grew up uh, in Hell's Kitchen, New York. And on 42nd between 9th and 10th Avenue, there was this whole theater complex, this theater thing called Theater Row. And it was a bunch of different- Is that Playhouse. Playwrights Horizons was there? Yeah, that was there too. But it was a bunch of different uh, play playhouses and stuff like that. It's no longer there. Now there's like a, a building and stuff like that with uh, uh, tenants and stuff. But I, I remember when I was a kid, I'd be like, one day I'm going to do a show there. I wound up doing two shows there. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's one of those things where if you grew up in New York City like I did and you weren't doing plays, then you weren't really trying to be an actor because that was all that was there. You know what I mean? That was all... You know, it was either that or it was uh, the one you might get lucky and get on a New York undercover. But for that, there were like 2,000 people auditioning for one line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, did I do plays? I did quite a few plays. I came up in a theater. My parents were a part of the National Black Theater in Harlem. And so instead of a babysitter, I used to have to sit in the audience with, you know, while my parents performed on stage. And I remember... One of the actors started complaining because, you know, put me in an audience with a bunch of people. I'm part of the show now. I don't give a fuck what you say. You know what I mean? Like, it started off. It started the first night I was fine. But once it got to the point where I was there every night, I was like, oh, I'm in this shit, too. I'm just not getting paid. <laughs> I can't imagine you, like, sitting there quietly. That's not the time. It was impossible. Me. Like, I would get involved. Like, I would get up out of my chair and help the actors and you know, like at one point they would sit me down next to one of the actors in the show and I'd be having a conversation with the actor while the show was going on. And one time he missed his cue because he was fucking with me and he got in trouble for that shit. Like at that point, I knew right then and there. And I was very young. I was like five, four or five. I knew right then and there. I was like, I'm going to be an actor, dude. This is, this is, if it wasn't for plays, I wouldn't be an actor. You know what I mean? I knew right then and there, this is the life I want to live. I want to be able to do this because one, I have a lot of fun, and two, this doesn't seem as hard as everybody says it is, and, you know. Well, I mean, in, in fairness to yourself, it seemed that way to you because you had a, you, your parents were doing it, you had a natural instinct for it, you 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 know, it's, well, of, that's, course it's na of course it's nature nurture, you, you then nurtured that ability, but you obviously had it in you as a child. Right, well, you know, some people are, I, I honestly believe that some people are born, everybody's born to do what they do some people find what they do later on some people find what they do early on but you're born to do what you do you know what i mean whether it is to be an actor whether it is to be a politician whether it is to be whatever you're given a certain set of skills i just sound like liam neeson i have a certain set of skills well, <laughs> some some people are assassins right uh, but no but i feel like you're given a certain set of skills and it's up to you to take it as far as you want to go with it. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes the gift that you have isn't the gift that you want. You know what I mean? And you have to come to grips with that. And that's usually what happens. But uh, for the most some people, part, Some people aren't blessed enough to know what their passion and thing is for a long time. I mean, you were, you were so blessed because 
it happened to be the thing that your parents were exposing you to. I was the same way. My father, you know, was doing community theater as his hobby. And I kind of like was like, this is a job you can have. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is something you can do. With. But I mean, I, there's so many people and I feel for them. I mean, I talk to college kids who are getting out of college and they, they still haven't found like their thing. And they haven't they haven't dropped into something that excites them. And um, so I always feel really, really blessed and lucky that I was at a young age exposed to something that so lit me up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And and people like Adam, dude, you're you're. I have I have fond memories of all my drama teachers. Fond memories. Like there was Kurt. There was, you know, uh there was uh 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 Mr. Uh oh man, what was this dude's name? There was Kurt, there was uh oh man, why am I blanking now? But I have fond memories of the people that taught me how to be an actor, you know what I mean? Who I went to classes with, who taught me through uh whether it was a workshop or a uh or a, a a a play that I did like I worked with people that a lot of people didn't have the opportunity. I worked with like Liz, Elizabeth Suedos, who recently passed away. Uh, God rest her, her her soul and everything like that. But I worked with people that did Broadway shows that were freaking iconic and stuff like that. And uh, and and I was looking at it as I need a fucking job right now, and not looking at it as I'm I, I could be learning so many great things right now from these people. And so, Sarah, to answer your question, yeah, I did a lot of theater when I was growing up, but it was because I really wanted to get the hell out of New York City and be an actor in L.A. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, 
You should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um. Adam, do you have a question for us? I do. I have. Uh, I've got a million of them, but I'll start with. Well, um, pick one because we, we we're <laughs> yes. we're running very long today I because uh, you know the the Canadian is a little. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, I was so excited she was going to loquacious. Be here. Oh my <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my question is this: uh, I I my all time favorite episode of Scrubs, and probably my all time favorite episode of any television show, is the series eight finale, which is just a perfect perfect episode of television for us fans you, you know for the way that it wrapped thank it up you, adam. i wrote it i wrote it adam thank you <laughs> i don't think that's true but anyway it was interrupting bill it was interrupting bill um but my question is you know what what other shows i wanted to hear from all all of you what uh what other shows in your you know in fandom that you that you've enjoyed do you feel like the finale absolutely i'll go first i'll park? go first i call first cease Go for it, Zach. In the history of television, and as Donald uh, seemed to be dissing me for early in the broadcast, I have watched a lot of television. And in the history of television, there is no contender for best series finale ever. Don't at me. Don't, Joelle, don't frown. Six feet under. Huh. I, yes. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous <laughs> applause. Thunderous. <laughs> Are you turning the heat on? I'll turn your key. I will. I will. I will turn my key only because right. I've only seen the last episode of Six Feet Under. No, are you serious? Stop it. Yeah. Bro, are you what fucking with us? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That was a pretty oh dope. My God. That was dead serious. Get it? That's the only one. But oh then didn't see that finale. No, this has become a theme. We've learned, Sarah. The same thing with Breaking Bad. We learned that he only watches finales. Yo, I understand, and I know where it came from, though. So check this out. Raiders of the Lost Ark. When I first saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. We walked into the theater at the very end when he's coming down the stairs and he's like, those stupid fools, they don't know what, I, what they got in there. And then uh, she turns around to him and says, well, I know what I got here. Come on, let me buy you a drink. And then they go off and they leave and then they show the Ark being put into this big ass hall, right? That's the first scene I saw from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, in doing that, I still had no idea what the movie was about. Right? And so I went and watched the whole movie and then that scene comes up again. 
And I was like, oh, so knowing the ending didn't necessarily hurt the story for me. So from that point on, if the ending is dope, I'll go back and watch. <laughs> I'll go back and watch the rest of the show. But if it's some lame ass ending, fuck your show, but, dude. But, but, I'm sorry. But okay, but your your story doesn't really hold because you loved both the Six Feet Under finale and the Breaking Bad finale, and never went back to watch any other episodes. I was just too many episodes. Too many episodes. Okay. I'm confused, but okay. Um, somebody else go six feet under. If you haven't watched it, is an incredible show, and uh, the finale is just a masterpiece. Sarah, you want to go? I want to go. Um, I agree with you. I thought six feet under was bonkers. Um, I feel like The Office, both British and American versions, had incredible finales. Um, ER was a million years ago, but I remember thinking that one was awesome, um, and. And I, I I agree with you, Adam. The the Scrubs finale was one of my favorite Scrubs episodes that we got to do. I mean, it was so cool for us to get to make that episode because Bill had this really cool idea of having every person who had ever guest starred on the show come back. So, like, mm. that day, everybody was so emotional anyways because it was the last episode. And, and then to have every guest star and then Zach walks down that hallway and we got to go down while we were filming that scene and, like, just see everybody lined up from the past eight years. And, you know, there's a couple people that couldn't make it, but for the most part, I mean, all those people made an effort to get there and people flew in from New York and from wherever they were living or shooting at the time. And um, it was so special. It was very emotional. And I, I don't know if you know the trivia, Adam, but it's but it's Bill Lawrence playing the janitor oh, yes. who pulls down the, the sheet. Yep. Hmm. Um, yeah. Joelle, you go. Oh, okay. Go Joel, go ahead. Favorite you, Sarah? Sarah changed it, morphed it, and started making it five or six. So, Joel, the game is the, when he says best finale. What's the thing that pops to your brain? Because that's what happened to me with Six Feet Under. Boardwalk Empire. Uh, if you watch okay. all, I think it's five seasons of it. It's so concise, and the final scene is like part like it. The whole the whole show is about being in the twenties, and right at the very final scene, there's the introduction of like uh, Nickelodeon, which is an early movie thing that you could like pay a nickel and watch a movie and it's like very small or whatever. And it like totally changes the game for this old cat who thought he would never see anything new. And then there's a twist and I won't tell you what it is, but no spoilers, so, please. Joel. I'm so sorry. It's so freaking good. Martin Scorsese produced it. It's like a mid 2000s. Martin Scorsese directed the pilot as well. Yes, he did. You should definitely, oh, it's such a good series, but the finale is Really good. I will give no spoilers for Six Feet Under Finale other than to say that you got to listen to the Sia song, Breathe Me, Ooh. because it's in Be there. Be my and friend. Holy shit, is that a great song. Mm. Okay, yep. Daniel, go. Um, the one that instantly popped into my head is The Sopranos. Hey. I absolutely oh, yes. Okay, now there was, was a lot of talk about people having interpretations. Do you have uh, your interpretation? I mean, I think that's kind of the goal. That was the goal. I think uh, it was David Chase, right? David Chase yes. is the yeah. yeah. So David Chase, that's what he wanted to have happen, kind of with the ending of La La Land, with the uh, twist top at Inception. You want to defy the convention of putting a very concise, nice bow on it and allow people to keep the story just in their heads for so long. And I'm certainly of the people who think, again, no spoilers, but I think the ending is relatively clear. I think we all know what happened. But I like that that is left to left to the imagination. And I will also never forget watching the finale with my father being downstairs. We were both just like gripping the couch, counting down the minutes, being like, this show's going to be over shortly. 
this show's going to be over shortly. Like, what's going to happen? And then in those that final minute of whatever the show is, I'm trying not to spoil it, both of us just yeah, like... I think you can spoil the... I mean, yeah, so I guess the ending ago. doesn't happen. It's but, about but whether like, or not it just cuts. the guy dies. It yeah. just cuts. Hard cut. Don't stop. Hard cut. For yeah. 30 seconds of just black screen. And both of me and my dad are just like... Bleh. Yeah. Did the cable go out? And then exactly. I love, producer. A, oh. I love a hard cut to black. Don't fade out your show. Love it. Yeah, produce now, the whole thing. Uh, no, I mean I'm just a sucker. <laughs> whether it's a, whether it's theater or, <laughs> or 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 film and TV, I don't like a fade. Like blackout or hard cut to black. Like Feel end you. that shit. Feel you. Um, now I'm going to be cynical and say the reason I think he's alive is uh, there's no way that they didn't have plans to make films eventually. Unfortunately, James Gandolfini died in real life, but I don't think there's any scenario where they didn't daydream about making films. So I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. I totally, can, can I tell you something? I totally accept that as a like, but you know how it really goes kind of studio thing. Like with... Um... When people were talking about Avengers and how, like, are they really dead? Like, are they really gone? People were like, no, they're not gone. They have more movie deals. Like, obviously, Spider-Man's not gone, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, obviously, that changes now to, because of, you know, you know, R.I.P. Chadwick. But, like, I think it's very reasonable to look at that and say, you think they were really going to end the show there? You think they were really going to end it there? Whether or not the movie deals coming afterwards would have been prequels or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think that's totally fair. But I still love that finale for this exact reason that we're talking about it. All right, Donald, you're up. Uh, I'm embarrassed by my shows because you guys don't you guys I don't watch the same type of television shows you watch, but my favorite my favorite finale so far, wow, in television shows. That's tough. That's tough for me. I'm sorry. Uh You can it can be sports like the last game of the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. In terms of television moments, those are some of the greatest of all time. Any, well, I mean, yeah, like, any, any, any last second shot. Game is, seven buzzer yeah, beaters yeah, are that, just like you can't beat is that. Is there a particular game seven buzzer beater you like, Donald? No, 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 no. I, I, you know, I'm one of those cats who is really heavily into a certain genre, and so I'm sure my favorite uh, episode finale has got to be like the rebels. The rebels finale was pretty dope, actually. Woo. And, yeah, uh, Joelle agrees. She got a woo. And uh, now that Clone Wars has come to a finale, I like that finale. That was pretty good too. Uh, but yeah, you so. don't have to be embarrassed that it's animation. You seem like you you're like. Well, you guys are all sitting here it. like you guys are sitting here like six feet under, and The Sopranos, and oh God, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, and let me tell you something. That Scrubs finale, and then I come up and I'm like the rated. For teen shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want you've you've said you don't want that much uh, narrative TV. So there you go. There's nothing I don't. to be shy about. I don't. All right, it's time for America and Canada's favorite segment. Sarah, you haven't participated in this yet, so we're really going to need you to represent. You're going to need to represent your nation, uh, Adam, Donald. It's yeah. time to fix, fix your life. <laughs> All right, Adam. We've helped a lot of people here. Um, <laughs> And a by a people. lot, we mean no one. But anyway. No, no, we have helped people. I've heard Do you hear rumors. back from people? Um, no. No. But I, but I have heard, you know what I have heard? I've heard people say on my social media, um, hey, that advice you gave so-and-so actually really helped me with something. Like the whiteboard stuff or the, our stuff about trying to lose weight or 
even even helping um, last week's uh, last episode's guy with issue with his kid. So I I don't I don't know maybe not, but this goes to so many people across the world. I like to think that something we say might register with a few people, and they go, ah, oh, maybe I will try that. So Adam, Adam, Adam you're up. Okay, so the uh, you know the last six months have been crazy for everybody, and uh, you know I had two really fantastic jobs in the arts. I was so lucky to do exactly what I want to do. Uh, and, you know, uh, I've got a great wife and three little boys and just everything is, you know, great. And then the pandemic hits and the theater that I work at shut down and my classroom is gone and I'm doing it online. And all of my little boys are doing their schooling online. And um, it's just, it, you know, I'm, I'm in perfectly good headspace. I, you know, I, I know there's people suffering a lot more than me who are not... Um, getting paid or who are not, uh, you know, uh, uh, they get, you know, they have severe mental health issues because of this, but what, but it is very tough. And, and I, I've never in my life kind of experienced these moments of like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, keep it together. What is, what is anybody's, uh, advice for just staying sane, uh, with the country being where it is right now and, uh, no end in sight. Wow. How old are your boys? Uh, I have uh, three of nine. The, my oldest just turned nine, and I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Wow. You yeah. guys have your hands full. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be at home <laughs> yep. all day, everybody's home. Yep. That's really hard. The Sarah, best advice. Wanna, Sarah, do you have any advice for um, – what do you – do you, well, I think the best thing with advice is to say what works for you. So, Sarah, you've been in a very similar situation. She, for a while, I don't know if you're still doing it, she was cohabitating with her sister and their kids – so how do you stay sane, Sarah, with all the, the mayhem of, of COVID and, and having to help your kids with, with uh, homeschooling and all that? Well, I don't know. I don't know if you would say I'm staying sane. I mean, I just cut my own hair with my scissors <laughs> that arrived in the mail. So that's debatable. But um, I, think, I think the best advice I was given, and it's really hard to take the advice, is just take it day by day. Because I, that you can do. That's totally doable. It's when you go like... I find myself bargaining all the time going, oh, yeah, I can fully do this for six months. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I can do it for a year, but just not two. Okay, two years, but that's fucking it. Not a day more. And so I think, like, if there's a way to try and find ways to stay in the moment, in the day, um, only what's in front of you, that has helped, I think, like, especially with kids. I mean, we, I have a 10-year-old and a 4-year-old, and um, I am officially homeschooling them, which is brand spanking new. I've never done that before. And we made the decision to do that. The schools haven't have opened up here now, but we're keeping them home um, so that everyone can stay safe and healthy. And uh, so one thing that um, we found that's really cool that someone recommended to me is something called outschool.com. And you can go on there and do like anything your kids are interested in. Like if you just need a break, it's like sign language class or like sketching DC or a debate class where you debate like Marvel versus DC characters. Um, and so we're doing that. Another thing we're doing is trying to like farm out a, a few things. So like, you know, have my uncle portal in and do a class on something. Um, I can but, come uh, in and teach a class on something, Sarah. Yeah. I'm you're, you're just, you're going to be doing that. Yeah. I'm taking hit up me on, up. Hit me I'm up. Ta- I'm, t- I'm hitting Zach. up on that. Uh, and now uncle a class Zach. with uncle Zach. And, and Daniel and Joel and Donald, I'm gonna need a class also. I'm gonna, Adam, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully, I'm gonna respectfully decline and say I don't yeah, want to teach nobody's kids. <laughs> I know you do, but Donald, you need to teach us the stop motion animation. Your stuff nah, is amazing. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but I'm gonna respectfully decline. 
I don't want to teach okay. nobody else's kids but my own right now. I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't be have to teach my own kids right now, to be honest with you. But I'm helping with them. Well, I'm just you know what? I want right, to how up. are you why don't, why don't you why don't you go and say well, how first you're of all, first of all, I want to give a shout out to all the teachers out there to be in yes. all with all respect and all kidding aside, let's give a shout out to all the teachers out there who are actually teaching their kids online and teaching their Amen. kids the yeah. teachers that are actually Amen. going into schools and teaching their and teaching students there too. Let's give a shout out mm -hmm. to them because you're absolutely right. You are on the front lines and you are doing work that is very important. You are teaching tomorrow's leaders and you're doing it with a fucking really bad handicap. You know what I mean? And so shout out to all of you out there who are doing it. Mm -hmm. um, what are we doing to stay safe? And I mean, to stay sane. sane. To yeah. stay sane. Uh, one, stay safe. Two, uh... That's really difficult, you know. Living, we live in the valley and in the Sherman Oaks area, and you know, Los Angeles was hit really hard with COVID. And you know, for a really long time, I kept the kids inside, and all we did was watch television and stuff like that. And that really wasn't the that wasn't an ideal thing for us to do. But recently, we've found ways to go to parks. We've uh, potted with a couple of families, so the kids have friends to go play with and stuff and uh the way for us to stay safe is try to be as normal as possible in these abnormal times uh and without crossing the line and being uh and 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 not being safe so that's how well, we for example that. i see you know on your instagram you got your kids into golf um which is, is something you like and they like so that's like a, a thing you can do outside of the house together as a group that's fun for everybody that's something mm -hmm. you do right Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there are very few sports that you can do where there's no contact or you're or the or or you can socially distance. And so as a family, yeah, we got into golf. We go over to Zach's house when he's not home and we swim. You know what I mean? But for it's tough. Adam, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. This is a this is one of those things where it's like where you can find your happiness and where you can find your joy. You grab onto it and you freaking hold it tight. And you and you and you live in that space until this is over, because it, it's not like that we can go outside and just do whatever the, the heck we want right now. You, you, that's not something we can do. I like so. that you didn't curse because he's a teacher. That was really cute. Um, <laughs> my my respect did come in. But yeah, he so. was like, first of all, when do you ever not curse? But because he's like a high school teacher, we're like, heck, heck. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna Adam. I'm gonna say something that might be tricky for you, tricky for you because you have kids and. Um, and that is that uh, meditation has really helped me. Um, there's a lot of different apps that um, are out there. I'm just going to shout out Headspace because that's the one that's worked for me. Um, and if you're listening and you go, oh, I'm not going to fucking meditate. What the hell is he talking about? Um, I, I guarantee you that if you, all you need to do is find 20 minutes. They actually even have shorter ones if you can only find 10 or 15. But I think 20 minutes is, is, is what I've noticed. I get the, the most out of it. So I know, Adam, I respect, I don't have kids, I know it's tricky, but if you can have your wife take over for 20 minutes and you go hide, even in your car, wherever mm. you can get your bedroom, wherever you can be, and just sit and listen to this app, and they have different programs, it can be for anxiety, it can be for insomnia, it can be for relationships, they have like theme, theme, theme packs, and um, I have found when I do that every day, 20 minutes in the morning, it really does keep my anxiety and my stress levels lower. It's, it's noticeable. 
And if you do try this, don't go try it once and go, oh, my brain was wandering all over the place. Fuck that thing. No, like anything, it takes practice. It's like you're not going to go and try and play golf with day one and suck. And not. It takes practice. to, But little by little, your mind does quiet. And then ultimately, you're kind of sitting there. And of course, it wanders a little bit, but you bring it back and you focus on your breath. And it's, it's, it's made a, a noticeable difference in my life. So there you go. There's you're welcome, Adam. You're welcome. Adam, you're welcome. <laughs> Thunderous applause for us, Dan. Thunderous applause. We fixed it. Adam, um, thank you so much. Thank you for being an educator. Thank you for, thank you for um, being there for young people and for inspiring them. And uh, I'm sure the kids don't tell you enough, even though you might have nice kids. But I, I hope the kids, uh, I hope that you get that you're making a difference in their lives. Well, if I could say one more thing, I, I hope you guys understand how important your podcast is. I mean, I, I, this came about almost right as COVID started, as you know, and yes. I, I've i started taking walks in the morning uh, uh, before the kids are up just to, you know, get a little bit of exercise and just to get out of the house. And so I've been taking walks and I listened to the podcast and I never really understood the expression that something brings a smile to your face. I always thought it was kind of um, a metaphor. But when your podcast comes on and that theme song kicks in and like a smile comes to my face, I don't even realize that I wasn't smiling until it happens. It's, it's like Pavlov. It just it comes up and bam, I'm smiling on my walk every single time. That, that makes us so happy. That it's, makes entertainment me feel... is our savior right now. And that makes and, us so happy. And, I, you know, e, yeah. e, e News, the very fancy entertainment uh, station, agrees with you. I don't know if you said that we were, <laughs> you heard that we were a very, very <laughs> popular podcast. Um, no, but thank you. I have to confess to you that, you know, Donald and I and Joelle and Daniel, we listen to the episode back and make edits. And so I sometimes listen to it while I'm walking my dog. And I've seen people... Um, right on our social media is like, oh my God, I'm laughing out loud so hard. People are looking at me. And there's times where I'm listening to the to our early version, the draft, before we edit it, and I'm and I'm walking my dog and I'm sitting there fucking laughing out loud at us. <laughs> and I know that's shameless because I'm laughing at, at us. But anyway, it makes me so happy to hear that it's making a difference in people's lives. So thank you, um, Adam. And uh, we're going to let you go now, but um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, thank you, you, Adam. guys. Keep up Bye, the great Adam. work. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. Be well. Oh, Joelle, that was such a wonderful guest in a different way oh, because hey. no, he oh. wasn't banging on a toilet at a funeral. Oh, God. But he was a wonderful teacher who inspires the youth of the youth. Inspires the youth. He teaches um, musical. Crazy. Yeah. I love it. That's um, really that's really cool. And the fact that he like wrote the music to it and figured it all out on the piano because that didn't exist. That's so cool. Let's talk about uh, first of all, Laddie, the X-ray tech. Pirates of the Caribbean. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh. He's the one that hangs out with the dude whose eye keeps popping out. He's Is that the, true? Yeah, it's true. Sean Whalen. Sean Whalen. Joelle, will you double check that? I'm 97% sure that's possible. Do you know where I know Sean Whalen from? This is a really good piece of trivia. Where? Do you remember one of the best ads of, of, the, of the last however many years when the guys had too much peanut butter? And he's like, Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. <laughs> they call him from the radio show, and he's got his his... his his room is surrounded with trivia and memorabilia about Aaron Burr. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and, and the radio show is calling him. And they go, they go um, for, for $1,000, who is the man who shot uh, Alexander Hamilton? And he was like, his moment to shine. Because it's like <laughs> his whole life is dedicated to Aaron Burr. And he, and he calls and he just ate peanut butter. Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr. <laughs> and... And they're like, we're sorry, sir. We're going to have to let you go. 
Anyway, hilarious ad. You can watch it on YouTube. That was uh, Sean Whalen. Was he also in Pirates? Um, Joel Monique. He was in all three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. But it's sorry, is Sean Whalen spelled different? W H A L E N. Like a whale. Okay. Laddie. <laughs> And then, of course, the My Machines guy. My Machines! My Machines! My Machines! They used to play that over and over and over again. Where? On set, man. Sound used to play that. These are My Machines! <laughs> oh, really? Over and over. Yeah. I remember that. Just like out of nowhere. These are My Machines! Because he says it so good. Like, if you listen yeah. to way, the way he says it, it's a great read of, of a yell that's not really... Like, he's yelling, but he's not... You know, out of control yelling. It's a controlled yell. Like, it's one. Right. Uh, you, uh, anyway. Yeah. Loved it. He's very funny. And um, and that was a funny bit. And then, um, Sarah, I love the montage of you uh, getting, to, you know, tearing your, your, your kitten poster off the wall. <laughs> and then, and then, then put putting it back, it back up. up. <laughs> and then putting, putting it back up. Putting it back up. <laughs> and then putting it back up. That was hilarious. <laughs> like, I'll destroy my room, but that's like one step too far. But no, not yeah. only. Get the de- cat poster back up. But you destroyed it. You like ripped it up and then you <laughs> tape it with like black duct tape and shit like that to put it back up. Uh, the I love you- that that's like Elliot's room. Yeah. I know your room was so bubblegummy. I know. And she's hugging a teddy bear. Where did you get the money from to have all of that when your parents cut you off and stuff? Remember? Like, all of a sudden... I feel like that's from when they had me back still on. I was still on the... That's like... It's like frozen in time. It's like Elliot's things from when she was 12. Right. All of the... All of the... uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess she took all of her tchotchkes from her... From her youth. (laughs) She got cut off. Right. Well, that was was really fun. And it's cut to Tom Petty, American Girl. And, um... Raised on promises! Yeah, and Sarah. I join her, in, but finally gets nobody her, would finally gets that. her hot, sexy uh, Scrubs chick entrance uh, down the hallway. The classic from the feet yes. up, smoky, smoky slow mo, slow mo. And then, um, how about alone? I thought another funny thing that made me laugh was when um, when everyone's you know everyone's kind of just doing their own thing because they can tell when Kelso's coming because of his nose squeak, and uh, and now the, now Cox has fixed the nose squeak, but they don't know. And they cut to everyone just being lazy. And the janitor is giving Aloma a massage. <laughs> back rub, yeah. <laughs> back rub. I didn't know oh until God. this moment that the janitor and and uh, and Nurse Roberts were close enough to, to, for, her, for him to be giving her a... And it's like a, the choppy kind. She has like, a chop, chop, chop. chop. She has a chop, chop. That's amazing. Or when Aloma says to me, I'm going for advice, and she goes, it's also because you're very white. Yes. <laughs> she goes, really why do you call me marshmallow? Is it because I'm soft yes. and, and sensitive or something? She goes... Sure. It's also because you're very white. <laughs> um, and then Sean oh, the... comes in at the end. Oh, heartbreaking. Damn. And you're like, damn. Damn. I, I didn't. I didn't see. Like I. I. I didn't see. I. I. I'm at the point now where I don't see JD and Elliot getting together though on the show, even though I know what happens at the end. It feels like at this point in the show that the two of them getting together isn't a isn't a possibility. They don't they don't they're not on the same page anymore. So at the end, when Sean when he says to her, "You look beautiful," and then Sean steps out, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see JD reacting to her 
the way he reacted. And I knew Sean would come back, but I didn't see that happening. Well, I mean, it's interesting because not only is, is JD attracted to Elliot anew, obviously because she's done a, a, she looks great and she's done this makeover, but it's also because he's he's turned on by seeing her be a badass, right? And she's like, so tough. Finally, fucking being tough and standing up for herself, right? And he's like, "Holy shit, this is this is this is a new woman. Who's this woman? Right. I, I, I'm I'm intrigued." And all of a sudden, fucking Scott Foley, nobody cares. Comes Sean in in a blue tight him. sweater. Yeah. When did nobody care, Sean? Come in. That was oh, it's in his Sean. first episode that he yeah. did. Nobody cares, Sean. When we're at nobody the cares. yeah, is that when we're at the uh, where 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 are we when you say that? No, it's his very first episode. He's in. Nobody yeah. cares, Sean. I forgot when. By the way, just to clarify something, um, the My Machines guy is Lee Arenberg. That's the guy who's in Pirates. Um, I was talking about uh, Sean Whalen, and that's the Aaron Burr commercial guy who plays Laddie, who's a different uh, x-ray tech. He's the one I lie on top of naked because he he wants to get a, an x-ray that looks like he's x-rayed a Siamese twin. Do you remember that? <laughs> that guy is hilarious. He's in so many commercials, dude. That's he the point great. I'm yeah, making. Yeah, That's yeah, the guy. Yeah. That's that dude's the guy in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's been in a lot of commercials. Okay, but Lee Arenberg is the one you're thinking of who's in Pirates. And another funny moment is Johnny C when he's like with the prison inmates and he's asking him to keep the photo of his son. That's so random. Yeah, but I never understand why is Johnny like, C showing uh, people pictures of his son in prison? Right. Why would you? Why would you ever? He br- not only did he bring the picture, he has it out. Like he's, he's showing every prisoner he's giving a physical to. Because um, he misses his kid. I do have to say I got um, goosebumps when uh, when we finally figure out that it's familial Mediterranean fever. Yes. I'm, I'm such a sucker for those moments where where we as young doctors go, Eureka, we got it. Like, we figured it out. Like, I, I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm watching us, but I gave myself goosebumps. I love the fact that Dr. Cox takes the credit for it at the end, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, right after he says it was all you guys. Yeah, right after he says that shit. But um, yeah, I, I didn't understand. That's the one thing I didn't understand. The whole episode, he's telling you not to rely on him but he's relying on us the whole episode he's saying to us don't rely on me i'm not going to be here for you all the time don't rely on me but Mm -hmm. he's relying on us to come up with this diagnosis so that he can go into the room at the end and take all of the credit for it well i think maybe that's sort of what bill's doing in the writing in season three is like it's going to start being a a tit for tat yin yang if you will situation where there's going to be times where we're helping him look good and he's going to of course going to be saving our asses still and we're we're getting we're getting a little more experience uh where we can become a little more closer to being his peer no i i totally understand that but it's just it was just it's like a it's a great psych out because you know here you are thinking that we need this guy we need this guy to help us we need this guy we need this guy and at the end of the the show we didn't need him at all he actually needed us so he could go tell these people the next day this is what's going on with your patient. This is going on yeah. with my patient. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I just thought I thought it was. Uh, I just thought it was. I, that's a great. I like. I like fake. I like when shows do things like that. When it's like you think that you know the mentor is there to support the. Ca- Obviously, he's there to support the cast. But really, in the grand scheme of things, he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to do the paperwork. And he, I mean, not the paperwork. He doesn't want to do the the work that it takes to 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 diagnose the patient he just wants the credit at the end and or he doesn't have the time i mean he's he's got right. so much on his plate and he kind of you know he's still keep in mind he's still even though he's aggressive and and confrontational he's still our teacher so he's like you guys got to do the work you guys got to stay late and figure it out 
And then, of course, he, he you know, gives them love, good work. That was a good get. And then he goes and takes credit for it because that's him, you know. Right, because it's his. And that he's the big cheese. Did we ever go, did we ever recap that, like, one of the funniest parts of this show was when you go in at the beginning and you're like, I know everybody so well, I know what they're going to say. And then you, you're, like, replacing Donald's and Judy's and, and Johnny C's dialogue. You yeah. put your earbuds in. I love that part. Yeah. You did right, a good Johnny. A... Thank you, sir. What's that, Donald? He did a good Johnny. You he honor did a good me. Johnny. You honor me. <laughs> I'm sorry to steal Dan's What You Talking About Willis again, but I really liked it. Take it. You honor me by taking it. I'm going to take it, Dan. I'm going to use it. I won't use it on the podcast that much, but I'm going to start using it in my real life because I like Brother, it. Brother, I hope you do. Um, do I honor you by taking it? Most certainly. You okay. honor me. Listen, you were deservant um, of the compliment. Special, Donald and I have a special announcement. Just so you all know who are listening, uh, because the DMVs are all closed, and or I think most of them are, a lot of them are, um, and other reasons because of COVID, uh, voter registration is very far down, apparently uh, over 2 million down from what it normally is in a presidential year. So Donald and I are teaming up with a cause called Headcount. Now, what I want you to do is want you, when this podcast is over, you can go to our social medias where we will have links to this. But uh, if you don't want to go to social media or you're not on social media, you can go to headcount.org backslash Zach and Donald. Now, what's going to happen? You are going to register or just check your registration. Um, if 1,500 of you do this, drum roll, Dan, insert a little drum roll there. I'll do it with my mouth. Let me do it with my mouth. Thank you. If 1,500 of you go and take this action, that is either registering for the first time. You can stop the drum roll, okay, Sorry, sorry. Thank you. Either registering for the first time or just checking that you are, in fact, registered because a lot of people get purged every year. 1,500 of you do it. Donald and I will do a video where we teach you how to make an apple teeny. Yo. And then, will, and then we will drink said apple teenies. You don't even like apple teenies. Hold on, I count right now. What's that? I thought you didn't even like it. I don't even like it. I don't mind vodka, but I'm, I, I, I will drink them for America. Wait, hold up. I, I think it. we should make a like a real apple teeny though, not the generic where you get the freaking sm- the the puckers and you just pour the puckers into the uh, into the. Okay, what you want to get gourmet? I want to. I think we should get freaking straight up mixologist on this bad boy. Well, we have Flo, who's a chef. She can help us with that. Okay, she she knows how to mix drinks too. Oh yeah, does she ever? Let me tell you something, uh, you guys. I got inspired by Flo actually because she did one of these, and she said uh, to her followers on Insta and Twitter, um, "If five hundred of you register or check your registration, I'll cook a Sunday roast, which is a big traditional um, British meal." Ooh. She registered seventy five hundred people. Damn! Ooh. What? And you guys, I'm competitive, and I need you to help me beat my girlfriend. Okay. So all Donald and okay. I are asking is for 1500 If it ends up being more than that, then that will be great, and we'll all feel wonderful about it. This is nonpartisan, so don't get your panties in a bunch. This is just trying to get people to register, okay, yeah. and trying don't, to get people to vote. Right. Don't get, don't get all political with this bullshit and be like, you guys are so political. No, we just want you to vote. Please. We want you to vote. We want you to vote, civic okay. duty. It's so, your civic, um, dude. It's your American right to so vote. So go now, okay? If you're listening to this, wherever you are, you're going to either go to our social media on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, if that's easiest for you. If not, go to headcount.org 
backslash Zach and Donald. Don't do this somewhere else because we want credit for you checking your status or registering. We want credit. <laughs> I did it just now. Super easy. Okay, thank you, Daniel. That's Daniel one. We have one. Gotcha. <laughs> Dude, we are halfway there. Well, no, we are. <laughs> we're not. We are we're one, not. one, fifteen hundredth <laughs> away there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm What's the address again? <laughs> Headcount.org backslash Zach and Donald. Or if it's easier for you, go to our social medias on Instagram. It'll be in our, our bios. Um, on Twitter, uh, we'll both be tweeting it out. And please help us. Um, beat all, Samuel Jackson did it. We want to beat him too. Josh Gad just did it. So we are going to teach you how to make an apple teeny that's just the most perfect one. And then he and I, because we're in the same pod at this point, we can be together and share a cocktail. Okay? We are going to wow. share cocktails. <laughs> oh, no. It sounded dirty no matter <laughs> how it looked, dude. We are going to Love share. It. Listen, let me do it again. I'll make it. I'll make it even more sexual. We Thank are you. going to share some cock tails. <laughs> wow. I made Sarah oh laugh. I am so oh excited to right. share some cock tails. I don't like all it. I cannot there. wait to just have some of your cock. Tails. <laughs> All right, sorry. Joelle's getting skeeved out. You know, Sarah's you know, cracking you know, up. You know it's gonna. You know it's gonna taste great going down my throat. Oh, what? Jesus. what? My cock. Your cock. Tails. Tails. <laughs> okay. I think so Joelle. I think they could just keep doing this for another forty-five minutes. I don't oh, think it's gonna get less could. ready to death. Sarah, you are laughing, so don't tease us. I, right. I, I don't. I, yeah, I. Why is this three hours? I laugh for eight years. I know this episode is um, nine and a half hours. All right, guys. Wait, we haven't sung happy birthday to Joelle yet. Oh, also, it's Joelle's birthday. Is it oh, today? Oh, oh, is save it, it for next week, October first. So a week from yesterday. Okay, and Donald, we have to talk about Joelle's present, and also we never got Daniel a present, so we need to give oh, out two presents. Stop that! No, mm -hmm. you do. No, I reminded myself stop. when I was looking online Listen, for Joelle's present that we never I am came more. To Daniel. We can totally give them some cock tails. Tails. Whoa. How about this? How about? <laughs> I don't feel comfortable making this joke with Joelle. It's inappropriate. But Dan, I will give you so much cock. Tail. <laughs> you honor him. You honor him. All right, we gotta go. Me. We love you, everybody. Um, please do the headcount thing. I want to crush everyone. I want Sam Jackson to say to his publicist, "Holy shit!" Uh, Sam Jackson said to his publicist, "Holy shit! Yeah. Who are these motherfuckers?" Okay, good. Headcount. What's your secret goal? That was my. That What's was your, my like, Sam secret Jackson. goal? Well, Flo did 7,500. I'm sure it's higher than that, but I would love to be able to say, "Ha ha, Flo, we did 7,501." But I'm not aiming that mm -hmm. high. That's 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 that might be too high. But let's. All I want for now is 15. You get the prize of the video of cocktails if you do 15, 1,500 of you check your registration or register for the first time. Come on, everybody. I want to do it. I want to try and do my Sam Jackson one more time. Okay. Good. How did these motherfuckers beat me? <laughs> no, it's better. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. I like. Yes. No, I'm not kosher. I just don't dig on swine. This is oh. a tasty burger. <laughs> Great scene. Um, all right, headcount.org backslash Zach and Donald. We love you all. A five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story.
Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O V A S.com. And point your toes west. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 